Today on Mob Rule, we go deep to find a new friend for the show. We delve into the battle for Sanctus Reach. We splook into a scary Xenos. We dive into rules to embarrass Ted. And John visits thesaurus.com. It's very educational. <laughs> it's, it's episode, episode eight, 8 of Mob, Mob Rules. Welcome to episode 8 of Mob Rules, the podcast that snapshots battle cannons. I, of course, am John, hey. joined, as always, by Ted. Hey, I'm Ted. And today we have a very special person. Uh, Colin! Colin again. <laughs> Welcome back, Colin. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we have more towel on the table. <laughs> Ooh, dirty words. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm positive. I- I'm excited. I can't wait to get stomped into the ground by new things. No, we have Kurt joining us today. Welcome, Kurt. Hello, everybody. Hey, Kurt. Oh, wait, no, we were meant to use a, a pseudonym, a different name. Well, we can't use Dick. We used that one before. Yeah, and we were terrible at pseudonyms. Yeah. Uh, so earlier episodes, which you obviously listened to, uh, one of the people who was on there—he <laughs> was one of our five downloads this last um, week—didn't <laughs> want to go by his actual name for personal and professional reasons. So we decided we were going to call him Dick because you know, we could make lots of jokes off of that and you know make make ladies embarrassed, um, <laughs> which is hilarious. We we, we stuck it to our uh, <laughs> unintentionally to our one sponsor. <laughs> she like that was the one criticism she had. Please limit the dick jokes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but throughout the episode, we all forgot to refer to him by this name. We just called him oh. the right thing anyway. It, yeah. it was awful. I think you I mean you could have edited it up by beeping it, Ted. Oh yeah, but, well, that would have been but, I mean, like eight years of work yeah, to get there. Screwed. Holy cow! <laughs> Take that, educator. <sighs> Man. So hi, Kurt. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> well. So, uh, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, like social security number, bank <laughs> breast size. size, yeah, breast size, you know, everyone about your bra, yeah. it, it happens. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, my breasts, they, they used to be really flat, but they have pooped a little. <laughs> too, too much beer. No, it's, 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 it's not so much, it's the office job, the desk job. Oh. Oh. But, oh, um, so, serious so note though, to tell us about uh, your your hobby experience uh, with, with 40K. Okay. When did you get into it? Um, I think I was seven years old, and my my buddy Chris he bought some prepainted. Sounds orcs. kind of made up, by the way, John. Yeah, right out, right away. This yeah. is a one upper. It's a one upper. Yeah. What? We got to watch out for this kid. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I was gonna say my my buddy Chris bought the prepainted orcs from Hobbycraft, and uh, and so then I went and like because I always had to d- one up my buddy Chris. See, had, I told you whatever I told he had, you. I had to do a little bit more. Um, and so then I I went and actually bought some of the figurines. I think I actually had a. Uh, uh, Warhammer Fantasy Chaos Marine, and then um, uh, I think it's a Chaos Warrior. Chaos Warrior. Oh. <laughs> you know what? You're right. It wasn't a Marine because he was fantasy. <laughs> and then like uh, a, a skeleton. Oh, okay. And then you know that was back got, when they were metal, right? Or? Oh yeah, pewter. Like, okay. In fact, I even have two that I made on my own. My dad helped me. We, uh-huh. melt, we melted pewter, and they, they basically like a blob, but. So you were for, you're creating your own recast. So you were recasting before recasting was cool. <laughs> well, no, no, I wasn't recast. It literally, it literally was. He, he's kind of like a green blobby alien, uh-huh. and I, 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 you know, I painted the face on there. And, but so the Ghostbusters people should be suing exactly. you for Slimer. Exactly. It was like right? sli- yeah. it kind of looks like a, a long elongated Slimer. Oh wow! 
Yeah, I just realized. You ever see like how kids will sometimes make like a mold of something and take their crayons, and, like melt all their crayons mm-hmm. and put it into the mold? We could do that with 40k minis. I think there's how a... awesome would it be to have like cr- mixed crayola? Like... I think there's an entire industry coming out of Russia that does that currently. Chad. <laughs> they look just about as good. <laughs> Oh, you like my Titan? It's verde or green, (laughs) and you can color with it when you get drunk. (laughs) So, forty k wise, Kurt, what's your what's your jam? I'm using the cool hip words. So, so again, I I uh, space wolves were always my first one. Mm. It it was close because back then space wolves were like the werewolves, but angels were the vampires. Mm -hmm. Um, But and I always really liked the Viking mythology. And so that, that one won me over. I went with the Space Wolves, um, and I've been collecting them ever since. I was going to you know do my, my good interviewer thing and yeah. be like, you know, what drew you to Space Wolves? <laughs> but then I'm like, what draws a seven-year-old boy to werewolf superhuman people that have Viking backstories? <laughs> I just like, don't understand. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of those one-word answers. So, but I, I know from, from seeing some of the things you, you post and models that, that you do more than Space Wolves. So you, you branched out. Yeah. So that, so I was very adamant, only Space Wolves. Um, and I, I started collecting them probably when I was, you know, 12. I think that's when the Space Wolves kits came out. Hmm. Um, and it wasn't really until about four years ago when I, when I branched out and that was largely the sixth edition, I think when they started doing yeah. allies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I basically guess my buddy Dan, we've played huge games. We each have like 15,000 points per player. Oh, wow. You know, like, you know, three-day mega battles all day long. I always get sick after those things. <laughs> no so, more 40K forever. So he forever. has like an amazing table from what I remember, right? Like, it's I've a garage. Yeah, he basically. And it starts from like one end of the garage. He'll fill the whole garage. all the way to the door. So it's probably like 20 feet. Oh, and then, the and then he'll have like so. side, side offshoots coming off oh, of the shit. And then he, <laughs> he home builds all his own terrain, which, which looks really impressive. Uh-huh. Um, but the scale's never quite right. Oh, well. <laughs> Everything's like, you know, big. It's 40K. When you have 160 square feet worth of table, I can forgive that. <laughs> so, so Dan's favorite tactic is, is he loves to, um, you know, he loves the castle. Okay. You know, the space walls are the amazing 12-inch army. Mm-hmm. Like, like a 12-inch range, I'll, I'll blast the heck out of you. Anything past that, I'm, I'm weak. You get too close and uh, real close combat specials will take you out. Mm-hmm. Like like twelve twelve inches is my sweet spot, um, but he, but he loves the That's basilisk. <laughs> I'm sorry, please continue. As most men have said, but never have honestly. <laughs> and then he he always had his special rule where I can't bring my wolf scouts on on certain places, okay. which is basically wherever he put his his ornaments. <laughs> and so when I realized I could ally, like I immediately jumped on. I bought the the basilisk carriages. I, you know, I bought the Bandicore platforms. I basically, you know, I wanted that long-range artillery. So he just can't camp out there and blast me. I can actually blast back. Yeah. Um, and I was happy with that. And then we we had a, uh, a game where I we, – we both agreed we were going to do nothing but infantry. And he's going to do his tower. I was going to do my, my, my Space Wolves. Mm-hmm. And uh, he tabled me. And oh. I, I haven't been tabled in a long time. <laughs> all of it, I was butthurt over it. <laughs> well, yeah, because – <laughs> To be to not to be salty about it when when <laughs> oh, no, when your opponent says you know it's like hey let's just bring infantry you just bring your space wolves I'm just gonna bring my 30 inch range strength five fire oh, oh it's it bad fire. Oh, yeah. I like I what couldn't did, get he just had all fire warriors oh okay and he fire like and nasty. I I, I had I had rhinos yeah I you know I should it was it was no like elites it was just all the troops yeah. I, I had rhinos. But that's so much strength five. Yeah. He was annihilating rhinos. I'd get out and like I'm walking up. He's a, it is bad. Yeah. I, I don't think I even killed one squad. 
Oh, wow. I may not even kill the fire warrior. It was it was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually get upset, but I, I literally like went home yeah. like I was depressed. It took me like five days to get out of my slump. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then like right at this, this is right when the new Eldar Codex came out for okay. sixth edition. And I'm it's like it was the very first uh, ebook I bought. Okay. Um, and I'm looking like, oh, toughness six. <laughs> what? It's like, yeah, let's let's see how he likes moving to my toughness six. That strike five. So, so did you play another game like that? No, I I, I bought uh, the Eldar Wraith army. Okay. And I, he didn't know. We were, Just we, for damn. We've always been, oh, it was, it was a total impulse buy, like revenge buy. Okay. <laughs> I have to admit it. And uh, he didn't know I showed up. We next game I show up with you know the Wraith Knight, the race, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't table him, but I I totally he. He felt the same way I did after that game. He was he was pretty upset. He admitted he was. I think my favorite thing about the story so far is is ninety percent of your spending has been to get back at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Be like Dan. Dan and I are we're guilty of arms race. <laughs> oh, wow. So you got that warlord on the way, huh? <laughs> I, I've, I've told Ted I don't. I've got a reaver, and that thing as it is is too big and too heavy. I. Like if you gave me a warlord, I would give it back. Like I, I literally don't want that. I've been, I've been trying to get him to buy a uh, so you could assemble, so it. I could so I could paint it, and so he'd buy me one. <laughs> but he hasn't bit. Yeah, I, I just, I, I'm literally out of room to store stuff in my, but my, so my, my hobby expanded way too fast in the last couple of years. Yeah, oh, as you can tell, yeah. I, I join you in that, in that poor thing. I've, I've literally got like totes stacked on top of totes now. It's, it's bad, but. I remember once, like a last a couple a couple houses ago, I had a couple roommates, and one of them I was getting into 40k, and uh, I think he got into some Necron. I was like, "Oh man, I got some bits for you somewhere." And I started like pulling boxes out from underneath my bed, and he's like, "Whoa, man, you got a lot of stuff." I was like, "Damn, not there." So I started pulling boxes like out of my closet. And he's like, "This is stuff he's never seen before." He's like, "Oh yeah, it's not there either." I started going underneath my desk, going into like shelves and stuff. I was like. Like man, every nook and cranny in here is like some Warhammer stuff hidden. And that's how you talk someone out of starting the hobby. Yeah. <laughs> so the hobby didn't take with that guy. Oh man. So Space Wolves is your your favorite favorite army. Yeah. You started getting allies uh, as part of a horrible arms race. Yeah. That really characterized Sixth Edition, actually. So you know, thanks oh. for thanks for summing that up pretty well. Uh, and recently, you've been playing the the, the campaign with, with Ted, the, the Sanctus Reach campaign. Yep, correct. The Red Walk. You are the the horrible person that has forced him to take a Morkinaw more times than anyone should take <laughs> yeah. a Morkinaw. Well, we, we had a really good rule. Really bad about it. <laughs> we we basically, I, I think I started the rule actually, yeah. where we I think the first battle. Well, it, was, you, it was almost a coincidence, wasn't it? Like, didn't you just notice after a while? You're like, oh wait, I'm no, 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 I, I, I think you won the first. I forget who won the first. You, you won the first one. Did I get the first. And so I, when I built my next list, I, I actually read the whole story before we played them, and I was trying to get into the theme of it. And so the first mission was you're you're at the base, you deck invades. And I forget the second one, but I'm, I'm basically trying to oh the night strike back. So you're basically trying to run across and do a counterattack. Mm-hmm. And so the second so, one that was the one I won because you had to run the knights through, and I cheesed the hell out of it by taking a void. Generator. Is that the one? Okay. Yeah. It was Why do you point at me when you say you? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're you're just this horrible person. Yeah. yeah a more horrible person. I, so anyhow, I, I basically all the ones that he did not kill, I, I reused those units in that second battle, and then I added, you know, I added on top of that. Um, and then he killed uh, Pask. Yeah, the the took, first took the first game. No, no, no. no. The first... it, was, it was after a bit. I think you, well, you had the second him for game. A few games. You're right. It was the second game, but uh, the one you won. Okay. And so I I agreed that like the third game, 
I was like, oh, I can't. He's like, you bring pass. I was like, oh, I can't bring pass because you killed him last game. I gotta, I gotta have a, a a commander survive a battle, and then he can get promoted to the to to, to pass. The, you know, the so-called pass. Steve dies yeah. last game. Yeah. <laughs> Steve uh, pass comes to like. Ped, Ted has been very effective in preventing me from getting. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want pass back. <laughs> has Strachan survived? I need to get rid of that guy. Strachan's been doing good. Yeah. I don't think. You've, I don't think you've taken him out yet. I don't think so either. He always, so that that second game, I was like the survivor was Strachan. Yeah. And I think I had one night, which was funny because it was the night that he he brought up, <laughs> like, like the one that I of mine, the one I have, he he killed right away. But the one that he brought, <laughs> so I to bring the mechanicum. <laughs> and then, and I think like. Like for two or three games, because there's a lot of knight related missions, and I keep using his knight, and I I play his knight really amazing. <laughs> he always, like he always kills my knight, but I, I do really good with his knight. But you know, I'm glad because like the lancer, I'm I'm just glad that thing died fast. I think it was the first one of the first knight. Thing games. is gross. Like, yeah, you had the knight, you had the lancer. It was the first one that died. He charged the uh, um uh the stampa. Yeah, he wiped it out, and yeah, then I think right, I took right. it down with like I don't remember, I can't remember what it was, but it was something. Well, you shot no, the no, butt. That's right. Yeah. You shot the butt out on it. Because <laughs> it doesn't... So the, the Lancer doesn't get rear armored in normal mm-hmm. saves. So that's like the one weakness. And it was... Mm-hmm. Admittedly, I've had a lot of games in this where I, I really don't deploy well. <laughs> I don't think about it. And so I, I totally faced my rear end to not realizing it was his deployment zone. Which is mm. not the smartest. You're just giving him a leg up. So what was the last model you worked on 40K-wise? Um... I've been really focused on Age of Sigmar. I honestly don't... Converting a Sigmarite to a Marine doesn't count. No, 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 no. My my, my Wood Elves. Hello, the internet. Yeah. I'm just going to guess a Dreadnought. Yeah. Because we... Remember when we did the team tournament? Yeah. I I banged out Bajor. Has it really been that long? I I don't think I've touched 40k since... Since the team tournament, I sworn I just, you you did some airbrushing or something like that. I, I know. Okay, there's okay that that's right. There was that, and then there was the flyer that you did, but that was also but that was all tournament. for the training tournament. I don't yeah. honestly don't. Mm. That was so was like that March eight months ago or so February so or yeah. So it's been a while since I really touched the, the space wolves. Well, hopefully this will get you back into it. Yeah, Ted. Hey, hey. what have I been doing? <laughs> what have you been doing? Oh man, so the Morkonauts. I've been uh, working on the Morkonauts. Um, I was really excited. I was like, "Man, I'm going to be able to like bang out two of these yeah. in like two I've, weeks." I've seen the updates on on the Mob Rule Facebook. Can, can page. I borrow yours? <laughs> you can borrow my Gorkonaut. Yes, <laughs> Cause, cause it counts as I think Gorkonaut. I think he needs a third one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because I had that one that like I slammed the first one together for a game a while ago, and uh, um, yeah, I mean it was I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to hold off and I don't want to put too much together on it so I can customize it and do all the stuff to it, and then um, I think like yeah, I started putting together another one and like really went into it. Um, and I think like I, I got really sick and, uh, I couldn't, couldn't do much. Like I, I stayed home for a while. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get some productivity on this. And then I got too sick and I couldn't do anything. Um, yeah. Googling and, how to clean vomit off of plastic <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Is this herpes or am I just <laughs> <as> a flu? <laughs> it, it's herpes. <laughs> okay. And, um, yeah. So I, I, I kind of stopped there cause I'm like, oh man, maybe I should start videoing these. I think we're kind of talking yeah. about that. And yeah. So I got to get a um, another like a headset is what I want to do. So there should oh, be one nice. coming in on Monday. So I'll probably get the current uh, Morkonaut to a certain level, and then stop. And uh, there was a guy actually on. Um, I think I posted some pictures on. It was a Dewa or yeah. the um, the uh, the orc 
uh, Facebook page, and there's a guy on there that did a bunch of uh, videos for his custom uh, uh, Gorka Markinot that I really liked. And I think he had like a neat kind of approach to doing the guns where he would just magnetize the front of it, and then he just like made up a series of guns and stuff. And, um, and it looked kind of cool. He took a huge divergence to the whole uh, the, the Markinot. It doesn't mm-hmm. have like the belly that the current one has or anything. So I'm not going to quite do that, but. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. So that's about all I've been. Oh, oh, that's right. We have a painting challenge coming up that you started for. Yeah, the, uh, AK Dubs. I got I got given unlimited power in a local <laughs> Facebook forum. So I, I should have warned Joe about that. Yeah, <laughs> do not give him John power. <laughs> Joe, it's well, creative. So the the, the first the first mistake I made was uh, Joe collected um, fake applications to get into the group. Did he? So like he had about twenty of them there. Oh wow. I just figured he was being lazy and hadn't cleared them out. So I went and cleared them all out. And he's like, oh, you got rid of them all. And he was treating them like Pokemon, trying to catch all of the, the different fake Facebook accounts. Oh, so really? I'm like, oh, well, I just figured, you know, yeah, whatever. So, yeah, what we started doing is uh, I really, I mean, Nate and, and Joe are the, the two other now admins of the group. And they're really uh, great on the local tournament scene and they're really big into the gaming part of it. Um, what I wanted to try and do is kind of build up the 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 hobby part of it because mm-hmm. we do have a lot of people on that board who don't necessarily play. So we started a, a monthly painting challenge, which I shamelessly ripped off of a uh, Age of Sigmar page, mm-hmm. uh, where what they do is they just make a, a month long Facebook event and you go and post all your photos and stuff in there. And yeah, yeah. we're just encouraging people to to paint their stuff and you know stop having gray things everywhere. <laughs> now, and we've seen some real real neat things come out of there like yeah. a couple of nice conversions that are being painted okay. up a couple of dark eldar things some malifaux things that i've never seen before that look really uh-huh. neat uh, and then and Tab, what were you working on for that uh the 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 dorito oh the dorito That's yeah right so i magnetized it. i'm pretty stoked about that i magnetized it and i left the i didn't glue the waste on because i'm going to do some airbrush first and then i'll glue that on but yeah i thought it was actually really kind of easy i know you at one point you were working on a dorito of your own i have a dorito yeah. uh, i no longer have a dorito we'll have a do it you traded it for some bugs? I traded it for bugs. Oh! <laughs> okay. I traded it for bugs. Yeah, but I was really excited. I, I was, you know, I wasn't sure, like, which arm configuration to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, that plasma cannon is pretty dope. Uh, but, you know, the like extra the, range. I like the guns. The autocannon guns. They, yeah. And they look, they look sick as well. So that's what I went with. Yeah. Just, um, but I found that, like, all you have to do is you, you put in, uh, get the, get the, leave the shoulders uh, on the body. So glue the shoulders on the body. <clears throat> And then uh, there's the ammo harnesses on the back with a uh, with a chain feed that goes to the guns, and you glue those three pieces together, and then you just magnetize the mm-hmm. back where the the ammo hits the body. Yeah. Um, and it shouldn't like you know, should be a um, a friction bond at the gun, and then there's like the magnetic. It's bond it's actually back. real clean so and simple to magnetize that. I was mm-hmm. I was surprised. I, oh, so you did it too then? That, that was my plan. I, that okay. was, it went into my little box of uh, projects to be completed in the future uh, about three <laughs> months ago. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. I mean, it looks like it's an okay model. To, I mean, uh, game-wise, it doesn't seem like it's a, a, a beefcake, but yeah, we'll see. So. Still good. Yeah. What have you been up to? I, I traded my Dorito and, oh. and a little bit of cash for um, for Tyranids. And wow. I acquired Tyranid Army this week. How many points for the Tyranids is it, do you think? Um. I, well, I didn't have any HQs, really, apart from a Turbogon. Okay. So I, had to, I, I went and 
bought a couple of HQs to rent it out, but I can... <laughs> this is going to be like that free fish tank, right? That ends up not oh, being geez. free. You're like, oh, look what I got, honey. I saved $100. Let's go buy $5,000 no. of the fish now. <laughs> I, I got a screaming deal on, yeah. on the Tyranids. Okay. Uh, I bought... Uh, it's the stuff that you haven't bought yet that's going to Yeah. Cost you. No, I got really? a couple of... But Did you see that Facebook post today? Someone yeah. I, I, I don't like, like his color... I, I don't like his color scheme. Uh, and I'm too lazy to strip weird. models. Uh, oh. If they were unpainted, I would be all over that in a heartbeat. But oh, I'm like, no. I mean, technically it's sound and and it looks really nice. I just, I'm very set on having, especially after I picked up the, the Leviathan campaign book as well. I'm very set on the Leviathan scheme. Okay. So, so what'd you get? I got um, three Molochs. Um, geez, three Carnifixes. Uh, okay. Uh, three Zoanthropes. Uh, mm. Venomthrope. Two lictors, about forty gaunts, uh, turvagon, about forty hormigons, and two pyrovores. Oh, the pyrovores were a free bonus because they're the that's best unit in the book. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever plays those. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's a little. I specifically, I know he, uh, cool. I know the guy who got from had them, and I know he hates them. And I was like, I will take those. He was like, yes, and I'm like, and I will. Essentially, the only reason I wanted them is because their gun looks like giant penises. <laughs> and it would I, go well with your orc board with the giant vagina yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, trade secret. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. So the so I, I, I'm enjoying. I mean, I don't even think outside of his own Mortalis game, I would field a pyrovore. Uh-huh. But I'm looking forward to. I'm going to take a heat gun to it so it, it flops down a little <laughs> oh, bit as opposed to going straight up. And then, uh, just a very, very thick, big, two big venom sacks on either side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there's going to be uh, yeah, just purple and green veins all over oh. the thing. It's going to be yeah, disgusting. But no, I, I'm do very. Do you want to do that like that cut line that goes around the tip of it? I'm going to circumcise it so it'll oh, be okay. fine. So it'll go no, straight you, you over know, like where they have like the discoloration, <laughs> like where they put that. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh. <laughs> the taint of the pyrovore. <laughs> There's a romance novel right there. <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm excited. Listen, I, I have enough for, for a, not a super competitive 1850, uh, like a tournament list-wise, but enough that I think it's going to be a blast to run. And, and it, it's, I think I'm going to run it now. I was planning on uh, Voidchill generating green tiding orcs uh, in the next tournament, but I think I'm going to run the Tyranids now and kind of run them along. Huh. Moloch's got a maw. I'm excited. Okay. So yeah, uh, I I was I this week partially constructed a void shield generator, then abandoned that for for thousands of points of turns that I now have that I need to <laughs> construct and uh, get ready. And then yeah, I'm, I'm only running two flyers though. That, that's the plan. That's <laughs> only two. Only two. So it's so not as terrible great. as it could be. Yeah, should be a man and just do all gene stealers <laughs> and pyro wars. I actually gene stealers struggle now. <laughs> yeah. I, actually sold or uh split one of the the guys one of the guys i i split the the list with i was like here have oh. all the gene stealers there's like 40 oh, gene wow. stealers and i'm like no thank you oh. i'm sure like i said they do great things for uh-huh. for some but there was i how i want to run them there there's no way for it so i have a very aside from the flyer and speech just... one i think the one good thing with the gene stealers they don't take the synapse tests i don't I'm, think they do and they're no. still a troop choice i believe but oh, I think they're, they're, they're six up armor or five up armor and, and, and ability yeah, you to, to know, modify yeah. that at one point. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think the idea is you can actually leave them in your backfield mm-hmm. and they won't run off the table or that's, that's a pretty good idea actually. Just oh. because, just because you don't have to take synapse. Huh. So, so you can basically run them on their own. They don't have to be escorted. 
That's 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 a great idea. The problem I found as well is I'm trying to make a really nice mean uh, the the list I'm running really with, nice meme list. Is that yeah, what a really nice meme list, or or at least something that's competitive in like uh, the the ITC format that we run up here. Uh, and what I found making a tiered list as opposed to making an org list, where I'm like, okay, I want to take this, 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 and this. Oh, I have like 500 points left. I guess I'll take this too. Mm-hmm. The, the issue I found is, oh, I want to take this, 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 and this, and I have to cut 400 points. <laughs> so there's a lot of big stuff. There's there. a lot of big stuff, and I essentially just want to run a, a monster mash kind of thing of just mm-hmm. big gargantuan creatures. Like yeah. my original list had three Molochs. Um, I cut that down to two because I wanted to add a couple of uh, lictors in there so they can mm-hmm. um, pheromone bomb and, and deep strike Molochs precisely. Well, this is a good time. I think. <sighs> that, I think. Uh, I mean, it's well. We, I guess we do have a decent amount of Tyranian players mm-hmm. in our community, which is probably more than average. But it's it's a really cool army. Yeah. But also, apparently, I, I heard one rumor that uh, beginning of next year they're going to have a new codex. Perhaps I, I heard that too. So um, that, I mean, if you're looking for big bugs, like if everything continues along the line, we'll probably see a gargantuan creature come out of the plastic kids. Uh, out of plastic kids, I mean, that'd be, that'd be speculation wonderful. Speculation as hell. Yeah. But. yeah, or at least that. Uh, I really like the, the barbed hair duel. Mm. Uh, one of the Forge World kits for it's uh, super heavy, I believe. And it has a mean <clears throat> gun. Like, oh, it, yeah. it ate my stomp of, like, like nothing. But at the same time, it's like 600 points. And it's <sighs> just oh, trying to make everything else fit in that list is just... Or the, the, the Demacaron, which is a, a beautiful model. Holy cow. But it's, you know, only a monstrous creature that towers over an Imperial Knight. <laughs> but there's a lot of neat things in there. And like I said, I'm very excited to play it. I don't think it's my play style. It's going to change hugely from Orcs to Tyranids. It's, it's mm-hmm. still going to be advanced. I think the, the issues I'm going to run into is like, oh, yeah, shit, Synapse. Um, mm-hmm. I have to keep things in there. But I'm running the, is the Leviathan formation uh, from the Leviathan book, which... You lose your objective secured, but what you do gain is you get to re-roll your synapse if you fail it. Oh, okay. So, for especially for something where I'm looking at, even with Leadership 10, Lictor's um, precision deep striking Molochs over on the enemy side of the table, uh-huh. I really need those to not run away. So <laughs> I think... Or, or, yeah. I think they lurk. They lurk. So, yeah, they they, they go to ground or mm-hmm. run or... Which is you know. bad because they actually want to get in close combat yeah. if they can. yeah. Oh, I'm you because they got to pick, pick the fights with them though. They, they have a rule call was it a pheromone trail or something like that. So if anything from the the Tyranid faction deep strikes within six inches of it, it doesn't scatter. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that just with the formation or is that no no, no that's lictors oh. that's the lictors oh. rule. Oh cool. So the plan is to infiltrate the lictor mm-hmm. to within six inches of where I want to put a Moloch pipe play mm-hmm. and just Moloch the crap out of Did everything. They ever do a plastic hit for the lictors or is that no? Uh, no okay, thank God. I have two metal ones. Thank God. I have but, I have yeah. a metal. It's a headless one if you want it. <laughs> but, yeah. I have, yeah, I have so many bug hats. I might, I might, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I have metal zoanthropes as well, which I, I, I want to feel just so I can kill my opponent with them because they're <laughs> so, so heavy. Mm. But yeah, that's that's about all I've been up to. I mean, I've started painting a Moloch, and, and I'll, I have two so more. So when the paint. Sanctus Reach is uh, uh, taken over by demons, I guess uh, the Blood Angels and the... <laughs> <laughs> the Tyranids are going to start a campaign. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, Ted and I talked about doing the, the Leviathan books after you guys wrap up, which gives me, I mean, please. you got about two years before we're done. <laughs> I like, we're, we're doing pretty good. No, I know. There's just only like 80 campaigns. Well, I, th- I think we're going to be like two-thirds of the way through now. Yeah, I love the first book. Please, please God, take six months because <laughs> I am not a, not a fast painter. Easily. All right, uh, I think that's good for just now. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break, and then we're gonna come back talk about some of our new releases. And, uh, and John has his positivity face on. <laughs> It's going to be good. All right, we'll be... Brought to you by Chili. <laughs> we'll be right back. Guys, does this sound familiar to you? 
Not tonight, honey. I have a headache. Of course it doesn't. You're a miniature wargamer. If you haven't seen a lady, you're already a man. But if some down-on-her-luck dame finds her way into your home... Daddy didn't love me. Beat the excuse with generic aspirin, now made with 3% less animal bones. Generic aspirin. Three million dead lab animals can't be wrong. Uh, we're back. So yeah. I, I moved my body. <laughs> so you I were back. You were actually yeah, I'm back. leaning back. So, what a great ad. Man. Yeah, I wish yeah. I knew what it was. Yeah, I know. I, I wish we pre-planned <laughs> enough to know what it was that Ted throws in there when he's editing. Well, I, I, I did say that this was brought to you by Chili. Referring to Manda's Chili. Yes. That you probably ate ahead of time. Maybe we should just do an ad about Chili and then put I it in there so. afterwards. Yeah, we could, we could um, yeah, have, have Kurt be like an old Western cowboy. You know, you know the kind with the gray beard and the, the dungarees with the butt flap. Like, <laughs> oh, partner, I got my Chili. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like sharting on your horse. Sharting <laughs> on a horse, sharting on a horse. So, um, welcome back. Yeah. We are uh, going to talk about Curtis some... of very straight-faced about yeah, that. Yeah. Apparently, he had some issues with a horse and sharding I, at one point. We are going to be talking... I, did, I, didn't, I didn't get the joke. <laughs> Chili. Come on. You, you ever get the squirts? You're, you're like uh, the spicy? captain from Airplane. What, what was that guy's name? The air controller. He's always the water on his face. Yeah. I picked the wrong day to give up amphetamines and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, that guy. So new releases. We're gonna okay. So right, right, there, there so. was some feedback from last time that I was a little tiny bit negative about the last round Should of new releases. New releases? Then? Should we just talk about? No, it? no. Let's, let's make up new releases. Oh man! So orcs got revised to be fully no. no. See, yeah. I'm gonna get saltier about that well, because I'll be passively aggressively. The Gorkonod is now a um uh that's a super heavy now. Still not an assault All vehicle. Right, sorry. Okay, so. <laughs> week two of Tau uh, releases, or week three, or whatever the heck it ends up being, releases tomorrow. Yeah. If you're listening to this the day we release, which of course you should, and if you're <clears> not, then that's your problem. I don't have yeah. to justify timelines to you. Uh, we are seeing the release of, well, we're not really seeing the release of because it's sold out already, but the Tau oh. Tidewall. Oh, that was. Oh. The Roomba of Doomba. <laughs> wow. More than a Land Raider. But you can move your fortification. It floats around, so long as enemies aren't on it. Or 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 any obstacles are in front of it. Well, yeah. Or any... So basically, if you're playing on an ocean floor... <laughs> so when it comes out, and when someone gets one, what I really want to do is a little sub-motion video yeah. of, of it moving really slowly and hitting a wall, then backing up, then hitting a wall again, <laughs> then backing up. While really soft elevator music plays yeah. in the background, like doom, doom, doom. Uh, yeah, visual jokes work fantastic. It's a fantastic model, though. It, it looks stunning. Um, it has that big stupid gun in the center of mm-hmm. it. Uh, Rules wise, I kind of like it's just a gun emplacement, so I can blow it up because it's just tough and stabbing. Me as well. Um, it's really not super. I mean, there's there's a lot of special rules to it. Um, there's a lot of benefits to it, but I don't see it as being completely game breaking. No, no. I mean, for the points cost, that's a grip, man. I mean, that's more than um, macro cannon, isn't it? I mean, no, wait, macro cannon's five hundred something. So that's more than a, uh, uh, a fortress of redemption. How many points are they saying it's going to be? Uh, about a melted bomb shy of a land raider. No, it's more than that. Is it more than that? Yeah, I think it's, um, it's, it's melt bomb shy of 300 points. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a lot. Right. Games Workshop IP, we don't like same points. <laughs> <laughs> for this edition, yeah. anyway, I'll do the hell for other editions. Uh, but like I said, lots of rules. Uh, apparently, it's been oversold, but, mm-hmm. but there is coming in its individual parts. That would be nice. So, I mean, it, it's a great thing. It's a gimmick more than anything else. Mm. 
Which um, one? The overselling or the the, the no the tie wall the, in general? The, 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 the tie wall in general. Why do you say that? I mean, allow. I mean, it, essentially, like it's it's a Aegis line that moves forward six yeah. inches. And well, it, it's more than an Aegis line. I mean, it, it bounces like, back. It gives preferred enemy, but it's really nothing that Tau can't get through other suit systems or or marker lights or some other kind of reroll. Uh, all it means is that those marker lights or whatever are going to be assigned elsewhere. Yeah. So really nothing huge to me. I mean, and yeah, it can move six inches. Uh-huh. But if there's literally anything in the way, then yeah. it, it can't move. So, I mean, it can't move over things. You can't, you know, move it up a building. Uh-huh. I'm really, you know, not looking forward to the day having to explain to an opponent why it can't scout. <laughs> but... Yeah, I saw that discussion come up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's... Well, but I don't see why not. Yeah, um, yeah. Sure, go ahead. I mean, I don't see it. I mean, technically, if if I can go on it, I can deep strike on it, yeah. and then it can't move. So it's it's right. a it's a great looking model. I mean, I'm super happy that they're finally actually releasing Xenos terrain. Yeah, this is the well, other than those barricades. From yeah, the orcs got. A lot I, I have those orc resin yeah. barricades other that are that, like this is the first one. China it? quality casting on them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's the first <laughs> <What's> one. <it? laughs> but I hear you. So it, it's it's good, and on top of that, with yeah. that being released, we also have the next campaign coming out. Right. Um, that yeah. was kind of uh, out of left field a little bit, wasn't it? Well, you I know, mean, they talked were... about it a few months ago that there was going to be a Tau yeah. Raven Guard box set, but what they they did got wrong was it was actually two box sets. This yeah. is uh, moving away from Leviathan, or, or no, it was um, Blood something. Right? I remember that the box discussion. Set. Like there was a discussion at one point that there was going to be these box sets, and then it just dropped off. Like everybody just, I mean, there was no discussion about it. And then it just kind of it just came out of well I guess it didn't come out of nowhere but virtually nowhere you know so that was kind of neat but I also noticed like when they do the box sets you know you get like a decent amount for what you pay I think you usually get uh, two to four times as much in plastic as you do the uh, for the box but I think this time that you actually pay for everything so it's it, it's oh, pretty close no, is there like a free mini rule book in there uh, yeah I don't know if there's a free mini there might be there probably is actually I mean those the 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 literature side of it mm-hmm. would be free, and I think the the special characters. So <laughs> the there's a um, an ethereal and a commander, I think, or uh, the yeah, you get. the limited edition captain. Those guys might be free or heavily discounted, but you you basically it's you, you pay for what you get. Mm-hmm. So you have the infiltration cadre, Burning Dawn, uh, which retails for one ten, and comes with just a whole bunch of stuff. I'll get more specific in a second. And then okay. Shadow Shadow Force Select, which is the the Raven Guard portion of that, and then those do come with a ten man Pathfinder team, uh, a Piranha, three Stealth battle suits, an Ethereal, and a Hover, hover Drone, and then the yeah, Ethereal looks cool. It's a, it's an amazing model. I mean, I, we're we're going full uh, Halo now yeah. with the look, which it's a chicken and an egg thing because this came before Halo, but yeah. uh, it, it looks and you get a. The 32-page booklet about uh, Warzone Damocles, which I really oh, like cool. that they're expanding existing Warzones. Yeah, outside of uh, Apocalypse. Yeah. I think Damocles is predominantly... Oh. Damocles was an Apocalypse book yeah. before, and it was, you know, it was all of the stuff that, that's in here, but I like how the stuff is kind of moving to the, the main range. And this this is the new box that's going to expand the Damocles? Yeah, think? yeah, it's kind of cool. more stories within that war zone, which is fantastic, because if you're talking mm-hmm. about an apocalypse-sized battle, it's not going to be done with with one one apocalypse mm-hmm. book, one very good apocalypse book, uh-huh. admittedly, but it, it's not going to be done. I personally, I mean, I said I was going to be positive about stuff. I okay. don't like the look of the Space Marine Captain. Eh, <laughs> like we were joking earlier. Yeah. 
black swan. <laughs> yeah, <Portman>. it's, yeah. <laughs> Captain Portman of what? the swans. You, you run into something? <laughs> did, your, did your bubble gum explode on your face? But I mean, it, it is. Otherwise, good... he looks pretty cool, and I wouldn't be surprised if you could do a head swap on him. It says the Space Marine, so you would assume it'd be right. real easy to do a head swap. It comes with a, a Stern Guard squad, a Vanguard squad, a Lance Beater, and that new Space Marine captain. Um, but you know, something that I, I really like about this idea, I think this is one of the. So in the in the, in the past, we had. Um, uh, what was it like orcs versus the you know, Imperial Guard calls, yeah. and Space Wolves? Um, so unless you're playing Imperial Guard or Space Wolves and Knights, you can't take part in it. Orc, any faction of orcs can take part in it. Um, then after that, it was Blood Angels versus uh, Tyranids, and so you had to have Blood Angels. A, a generic Space Marine couldn't. I mean, you actually could like fudge things, but this you could do any Space Marine really. I, like, I think they're going to have specific rules for Raven Guard in there and okay. White Scars. So, so it's still kind of specific armies. Mm-hmm. What's kind of nice though is that they are splitting it into two boxes now. From the looks of things, I mean, I haven't seen inside the boxes, yeah. but I think to get the full story in the two thirty-two page, there's no, there's no rule book inside it, but there's two thirty-two page booklets inside it. Uh-huh. I think they're different ones in each box. Okay. Um, so that makes sense. That's kind of you know, oh, I have to buy both. But at the same time, if you are a Raven Guard player or a Space Marine player, and you just want that, you're not yeah. stuck with a bunch of Tau, tau models, or you have yeah. to go socialize with people and be like, "Hey, Dad, I'll swap my Tau for your Raven Guard, mm-hmm. and then I have double captains or, or whatever it is." So I but, like that. So, but I think that like you know, the thing that um, you know, if you played Dark Angels, if you played Blood Angels, if you played um, Space Wolves, um, and then you wanted to play this campaign, I mean, what if there it, it, at some point they'll probably. <laughs> chances are they're probably going to ask you to buy you know 12 centurions or something like that i mean that's kind of like what we are mm-hmm. encountering mm-hmm. like oh crap i didn't plan on buying three marconauts but <laughs> well, i guess i will after, after we uh talked about the uh doing the leviathan campaign it's like oh looks like i have to go buy all the gargoyles oh jeez <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of the army so wait a while. i've got yeah. i've got 30 if you need to borrow some <laughs> I, I sky blight swarms. I, I, I might, I might. <laughs> but I, I think that the nice thing I think is that yeah, there, there probably will be special rules for uh, Raven Guard. But Raven, the thing that differentiates Raven Guard versus uh, Iron Fists versus Iron Hands versus Ultramarines, you know, isn't much. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's your paint scheme and it's some chapter tactics. But I think like all the models will work. Yeah, um, and you're just a successor Raven Guard chapter called the Ultramarine. Sure. <laughs> you scavenge the armor. I don't know. It was Drag Knight. And <laughs> that's probably the equivalent of like Astartes Drag is dressing in other people's armor. <laughs> Check it out. I'm a Dark Angel. Heresy. Heresy. <laughs> so, and then the, the last thing I want to talk about here, and it's still Tau related because, you know, we're in all. Tauper, oh, it's still terrible. Is uh, the release of the the quote unquote new Tau Codex mm-hmm. uh, word coming mm-hmm. down today? Actually, um, or two days ago, uh, or three days ago. Calendars, how do they work? Word coming down recently <laughs> that uh, the 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 new Tau Codex is actually just going to be a reprint of the old Tau Codex with the new units inside it. Okay. So with with no real rules changes, maybe some of the formations I heard from the from the the infiltration cadre mm-hmm. and the campaign book that's coming out, but essentially, not much is changing for Tau. Okay. So I mean that that's good in a way. That's bad. I know some people were wanting their um the what's what's their grab tank called? That's oh, the, the devilfish. Yeah. The hammerhead. Talking about the devilfish going down in points okay. or, or or things like that. But what it looks like is everything staying the same, and they're just adding 
you know, the ghost yeah. keel, they're adding the, the storm surge and, and all that other kind of fun stuff to that unit. Yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, I, I, I think the, the tower are really competitive list. They always have mm-hmm. been. Um, you know, if they stay the same and they just add a few things. You know, well, right? what makes it super competitive is, is the access to the systems that the storm surge is going to have now, which oh. I think is going to make that suit even better. Mm-hmm. But that's all we got. Okay. And see, I, I, I mostly remain you're, positive. You're, you're, yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> Good job, John. Okay. Yeah, no, it, sometimes it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Last episode, it was very hard to name <laughs> and I failed miserably. Uh, Got all the butt hurt last episode. All right, let's let's go break it out so I can, you know, vent my negativity, let in my dogs, <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back to talk about the red wah. wah. <laughs> oh, man, I am thirsty. What's this? Got some orange juice and purple stuff. Generic soda. Oh my god, there's so much blood. What, what, what did I do? Generic soda. It's the taste to kill for. Do not kill for the taste of generic soda. Beautiful Sanctus Reach. I don't know. I felt like tourism out there. I'm drunk. <laughs> Welcome back. After we were talking about Guantanamo Bay and the tourism industry. Uh, <laughs> our efforts are getting dark. Our, our efforts are getting dark. And nobody would have known that at that point. No. no. Damn, that was the theme. <clears throat> so, uh, one of the reasons we brought Kurt here today, uh, you know, we is we are talking about the Red Wa campaign, uh, part of the Sanctus Reach kind of, I guess, trilogy of um, campaign books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Games Workshop produced. It was the the first real campaign system for Seventh Edition, uh, outside of the Dark Vengeance box set. And there's a, I mean, a lot of good stuff in those books. Uh, I haven't played any of the missions. I've used the heck out of the formations in the books on uh-huh. the orc sides, anyway. Uh-huh. But uh, Kurt, why don't you tell us a little bit about the story of, of Sanctus Reach and, and how it, how it came to be? Start uh-huh. in the beginning, like the Big Bang. So it was a long night at the bar with two designers. <laughs> I so I, I I haven't I read the campaign books and I'm actually right now just slowly working my way through the the novels. Um, but it's, it's your typical, you know, Orkwa invades. Um, there's I, if I recall, there's some poor generals. That Stein's kind of the uh-huh. main, like the one who really rallies kind of the defenders. But basically, um, well, that's what it was. They got all these night houses on this planet. I cannot remember the name of the planet. But uh, and, and they're all divided. They're, they're kind of like city states, and they Alaric Prime. Alaric there Prime. You go. There we go. And they they underestimate the York invasion, and so kind of like that first book is basically the guard in those night houses kind of getting their butts kicked. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's Absteria. Is that it? I thought it was Absteria. Alaric Prime. Uh, that's oh, the Alaric Prime sounds. Alaric correct. Prime is yeah. the one who remains. To oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Absteria yeah, what... is where uh, uh, Gruck uh, murders a Space Marine chapter. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. So, please, I'm sorry. <laughs> like it's the whole <laughs> spoiled anyways. Um and it, it's a it's <clears throat> unfortunate because I keep telling Teddy you're supposed to be winning all these battles we play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all your fault, man. But I I, I think 
What are we on mission? I think we missed, we finished mission six, and I think I'm sitting four two right now. Oh. So you you really need to be picking up the win yeah, rate, win rate Ted. So so what? I was supposed to lose last one, so I, I did lose. <laughs> so, so so Ted should be the imperial player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know we even had one battle where I apologized ahead of time because I didn't sleep at all the night before. Um, was that the one I actually won? No, no, I that's what that's what I won it, and it was, oh. and I I didn't win because of my strategy. Like every uh-huh. single turn, I was like regretting things I did. I deployed wrong, but my dice were amazing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was, everything like, hit pinpoint templates. I literally was like, like I forgot to shoot a, a, one of my Night Titans one round. Like, it was really bad. I played terrible, but my dice, and Ted was actually playing pretty good. Yeah, my dice were not so great. Like, he had, he had, I mean, a, like, you had a real solid strategy. You were yeah. going to run up your, your Gretchen's. It was a mission where I had to, I had to kill the, um, the Stompa. Well, let's, let's go through chronologically. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we started off with the... Uh... So, the so the backstory, um, so we have, I think up to this point, like we have, yeah, we had Grok take out a whole bunch of Marines, he stops at this planet, starts up his WA, builds up uh, a, a Stampa, right, and he just gets right, the, the momentum kicks in, and I think there's like several different houses, right, like there's... Um, there's a the, ton of night houses. Or, 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 I'm not uh, knights, but uh, um, uh, tribes, like uh, oh, yeah, tribes, they're all... Yeah. Vying, and he in the meantime he has uh was it the 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 big mech um Mogrok. Mogrok is is kind of undoing some of Grok's decisions yeah, behind he's, that. He's, yep. So and, so what I loved and about and then on the Imperial side we have uh, the Imperium getting their butts handed to them, and then the, they get closer to the capital city, right? And that's so when there's the, like a, there's like the a mount fortification. Yeah. So yeah. the knights start coming out and, um, pretty early on. Yeah, no, they're right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. The knights are... Yeah. So then, uh, but as they get closer to the city, the, the city's defenses start to fight back the orcs. Like, that's when the orcs, I think, really change their uh, not, momentum, that's, right? That's not what I recall reading. Okay. They, they're basically, it's like, mm-hmm. it's just a fighting retreat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we fought over the, the, the Red Bridge. Yeah. They, they're constantly falling back, falling back, and they end up at that, that mountain. Uh, okay. Um, and, then that's, and then that's when... The Hour of the Wolf, that's the, basically the Space Wolves, the second book, or the third okay. book. That's when the Space Wolves basically come in and they, they halt the Orcs advance. So, so, so what I really liked about the start of the, the Orc advance before it halted is, is Grok's typical rise to power. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, you know, it's the typical way the War Boss starts is, you know, murdering the old War Boss. Um, but what I really love about the story and what I've read through it here is that Mogrok, the, the big man, mm. and how he's just... Uh, he he's behind the scenes moving everything yeah. around, and and he's really the one that made the the wall work. Yeah, if it was just Gruck, it would have failed yeah. early on. <laughs> like Mordrick's the one that's got like he's teleporting orcs behind enemy lines. Mm. He's well, he he was he was abandoned by by freebooters. So you know you're a fantastic orc <laughs> when you're a very skilled Big Mac, and the pirates won't take you. And then he starts talking to Gruck about, hey man, I know you're doing well in this little backwater planet, but. I got big goals for you. And he starts pumping Grux's head full of all these ideas of this great wah that he can form. So they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> they start building ships. They start flying mm-hmm. off. Uh, I mean, hell, they take out a, a jungle moon. They take over a penal colony. They just go and just destroy everything. They take out an entire fleet using an asteroid field. And, <laughs> I mean, all of these things is, is cause more and more orcs to come to the side. Because, I mean, the way orc society works. Ooh, shiny. My God, that's a big explosion. Let's go towards that big explosion. (laughs) Hey, you hear like Grux blowing up a bunch of stuff over there. Oh, let's go over there. And then they they all kind of congregate on Obsteria, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Absteria is just, you know, uh, you know, your typical uh, imperial backwater world. I mean, I want to imagine though that what happens is kind of like an idyllic like couple eating a picnic blanket with like, you know, do 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 do, and then all of a sudden, it's, ah, boom 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 boom, smashing everything's destroyed. Um, I don't think anybody sits on a picnic blanket in the 41st millennium. Well, that, <laughs> at least plenty of you. But <laughs> unless you're Tao or uh, by, Eldar. By the time he reached Sanctus Reach, mm. this wow was billions strong, which is just crazy numbers. I mean, it's not quite obviously Gasgill yeah. levels, but it's still really good. Uh, it's Obsidria, or Obsteria was the homeworld to the Obsidian Glaive Space Marine chapter, uh, led by Chapter Master of Midnius. Uh, Sacred Mountain. He annihilated that Space Marine chapter, mm-hmm. which, you know, you're like, oh, my God, that's that's pretty big. But then you kind of you, you read back and you're like, oh, he had like a billion orcs with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he wiped out that Space Marine chapter pretty well. Uh, and then it moves on to the, the Auric Prime, which is kind of the main thing of the Sanctus system. Mm-hmm. So so what happens, you know, when they get to Auric Prime? What, what's what's mission one in, in our campaign book? Oh, well, that's that's it's basically Planet Strike. Yeah. So this, so the Red Wall campaign is when they basically brought Planet Strike back up to the seventh edition. It's kind of like the reboot for it. I think the mechanics were kind of fun. I, I, I enjoy. I mean, it, it was kind of interesting. Where you know, I think like I played a lot of tournaments. I mean, when I play, it's usually tournaments or it's pitched games. So everything's like it, everything's like easy, fair, etc. Unless you're playing like uh, Maelstrom, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and it took me a little bit, I think, to 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 accept. Or to, to come to the, the realization that these are historical games, and that mm-hmm. the, the and to understand the narrative, and then understand that it's supposed to be one sided. Um, but I, th- I thought that was kind of neat. Where you know, like, and I, I applaud you, Kurt, for not going like cheese ball, <laughs> like because I think they they give you free fortifications, so you could take whatever you want, macro cannons, as many macro so cannons I, as you wanted. So we've really been trying to follow. There's actually a map for every mission. It basically shows you the train layout. And actually, what fortifications that you mm. should be taking for your free ones? And, and but we, those are the rules. It's like it's no, no. But, but we've it, but so. we've been we've been doing that, and we've actually been real lucky in that between ten and I, we actually have all this terrain. Oh, neat. <laughs> so we, <laughs> so it's nice too because when we plan, <clears throat> either one of us can look at the map, and we already know what the table is going to look like. Yeah, that's been cool. so. You, so you, you can kind of use that. I haven't really used it much, <laughs> but we. I think there's there, some. If it's there, if we needed it, there's some play groups that are very happy that people don't. Like, oh, free fortifications, okay. Yeah, all of the fortifications <clears throat> in there, and it, like all the upgrades you wanted. But it's, so I think like going back to the the planet strike uh, uh, mechanic. So normally you would have the attacker. Uh, generally, it's, it's been the orc so far. I think there's like one mission where the imperial guard get attackers. I think that's what the when the stormtroopers are. Oh, is, is that a planet strike though? I, I, or I is think it... so. I think it's like the one that you get, and then um, but it, so they're, they're not all planet strike. It's probably like one third, maybe mm-hmm. give or take. And <clears throat> but you know, for every fortification you have, I think I get um, you get plus what, one of those barrages, right? So I get like I think it's a one plus D three or something. A like firestorm that. attack plus one for every fortification he takes. Oh wow! And they're they're not bad. I think it's strength nine, eight, oh, they're good. two. I think, or maybe it's strength at nine. Yeah, strength nine AP two, or maybe strength nine AP three. You could upgrade it with your stratagem points to being strength ten AP one or AP two. Um, but that's it. Like I mean, a, you know, a, a macro cannon does not equal one firestorm template. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the rules. I mean, so you could be really cheesy and just like cover the field. It's, and, a, it, it's like a uh, earth shaker round. Oh, okay, strength nine AP three ordinance. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. That, that's decent. But you're scattering your full, and I mean it's. Oh, I so I totally goofed up on one mission. I, this planet strike, 
He's got his barrage. I got yeah. all my dudes out in the open. I've got like a, I got my command, my tank commander. Oh, that was nice. So all your tanks nutted up. I, I, was, I, I made a terrible list. I didn't actually have anybody in a fortification of my free ones. Yeah, <laughs> I made a huge mistake. Because I, I, I actually it was cool. I made, I made the big bridge. Yeah. Like I, yeah, spent, yeah I spent like awesome. a week. I made a really That's cool bridge. And he, <laughs> because of knowing the fortification didn't bomb those, he like, he totally blasted the tank commander. He was mm-hmm. pounding the ogre and it was. Uh, it was a painful start. Yeah, <laughs> that was fairly recent. I think that was what the game before this last. Yeah, one that we did. And uh, um, but yeah, I think I think I think Planet Strike is kind of neat. You also get I, I think um, anybody who has the Deep Strike characteristic can assault that turn. So if you come down a Deep Strike, you can then assault immediately. It's like your Storm Boys could yeah. assault the turn they came in. <laughs> wow. Spam the crap out of those. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, and so that, that's that's kind of neat. I mean, it brings brings in a, it gives the assault army. Something, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just like showing up and, oh, look, you fit nicely underneath the blast template. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, so that was kind of cool. I think like some of the, the stratagems are kind of neat. Um, so it might give you some, uh, some vehicles. I think there's one like heavy drop where you can give D3 of your uh, vehicles uh, deep strike. They don't have the deep strike characteristic. They can ride by deep strike. Mm-hmm. So they won't be able to assault that turn. Um, but they, you could actually deep strike them. Um, and so I think there's just been like a few other. Yeah, and then like so for the defender, I could take ones where everyone gets a five up cover save. Mm-hmm. So like so it helps me to weather that firestorm attack. Yeah. Or I can oh, get a really neat one, the frag mines. Oh, that's what I took on oh. that mission. So every time you dropped in and deep struck, um, I think you you roll a dice. D six strength four, strength six hits against the. Uh, yeah. It's just on that one turn. So yeah. one turn, anything that comes in. On a four plus, I think I think, I, think I killed more stuff with frag mines than I actually yeah. did with my, <laughs> my army. It was sad. I think like the one turn I was like, or the, the first turn I was going to come in actually rolled really well, which <laughs> meant I rolled really bad. <laughs> so you want things to come in. So but, on, on a four yeah. plus, they suffer D six strength six AP four hits. Oh, and, I, and I was I was yeah. getting lucky, man. I was like, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was cracking. I, I, I was running a really. Um, I think it was like really dude heavy list yeah. that turn. Yeah, a lot of that, truth. that game, except for some killer cans. Yeah, but strength six works against that. Arm yeah, eleven, no, for sure, nice, for sure. So I think my my favorite thing I got from that again from the narrative standpoint of mm-hmm. this was um, when they were attacking the sacred mountain and the orcs were were just kicking ass and winning. Uh-huh. Uh, the Imperium started fighting back and they had a whole bunch of knights coming and they started to beat yeah. the, the the knights back and until. And this is like, I know I've said a lot in podcasts, it's like, God, that's so metal and I love it. But uh-huh. it's so metal and I love it. <laughs> Gruck comes out riding a Gargan, hanging on to the front. Uh-huh. He then jumps off the Gargan and kills two knights himself. And I'm like, oh, I gotta build a Gargan now. <laughs> and it's a kind of this point here that they start getting pushed back. Um, and then there, there, there's a, a whole a bunch of bridge battles, I believe, like battles mm-hmm. over bridges and things like that. Yeah, where... that's, that, that's actually early on when they're kind of during the retreat. They're doing yeah. a fighting withdrawal. So yeah, they're, they're withdrawing well, out. Was it the guard? I think we have a stampa, right? He jumps out of a stampa. Yeah, has a stampa. Yeah, but that was I think. <laughs> and then that's well, that's the cool thing with Gruck is he doesn't ever die. Like you think he's dead, uh-huh. and then he, he keeps coming back in subsequent books. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a great character. Oh, he's he's yeah. fun. The model's uh, really cool. Like, remi- Ted, Ted got him painted up. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like a Russian mafia member or something like that. <laughs> I shot him five times in the head. I'll come back. <laughs> well, what's great is Stein, and, and on the Mob Rules Facebook page, Ted's done a real awesome job of converting mm-hmm. up a Stein. Thanks. Uh, and I think we mentioned that, that, that last time as well, um, just to let you know. Yeah. Uh, Stein comes up with a master plan to assassinate Grug. 
of uh, using a bunch of heavy weapons teams, which to me is a hilarious image of like nine to twelve last cannons, like sniper scoping this one uh, uh-huh. battle wagon orc dude. Uh, and that's when Durantis shows up too. Yeah, yeah, and Durantis is there. I actually love like the description of that battle. I think with Durantis, I mean, uh, with I think like Durantis, I think he had some rules where he gets like a does it, I think he gets this invulnerable save all the way around or something like that. And he gets the three up, and he gets yeah. like a higher initiative. Um, yeah, he's weapon skill, but in the five, battle, he ends up like drop kicking um, a battle wagon, and then doing this like as they're shooting him, he like flips over a knight. Flips over like a series of orcs. Like, it's like this, I don't know, like a Reaver Titan or Revenant Titan or something like that. You know, like a hollow field. Like, <laughs> like, who the heck is this guy? John wooing his way yeah. at night through this. But yeah, with that, Gruck is, you know, quote unquote dead. We always, you know, he's, he's, he's like Necrons, though. Yeah. He keeps on coming back. Um, and then it moves from Gruck being alive to, to going on to Wild uh, Mogrok. Now, have you guys reached that point there where, where you're fighting with Mogrok? Uh, I think we're, I the just, next we, one is the Gr- flight of the We Morganauts. just played with Durantis and he killed Gruck. And, and yeah. so, I mean, um, reading the fluff for that battle where, you know, it's uh, like these heavy weapons teams trying to snipe out and kill Gruck, the Imperium just, I mean, like, okay, if you cut off the head, the invasion's done. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you have his, how, how did that go? I mean, and, and how did that translate to the scenario as presented in the book? Um, well, I think they're doing an interesting thing where um, I think the next series of missions are going to be the individual because there's um, like, what was it, like six tribes or whatever. Uh, so you have like the Flyboys. There's um, Zag, not Zagstruck, uh, Skynuts or something. I can't remember his name. But the the uh, uh, the Flyer Ace, He's gonna, there's a mission with him, like a bunch of um, these guys coming in with wrecking balls that uh, McGrock had you know, convinced, like, this is a great idea. Here's a giant <laughs> chunk of metal. Just slam it into the Imperial Guard. And so they have some fun rules with that. And I really want to see wrecking balls on planes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about, like, how can I model that? And then, uh, what is it, McGruck? The next one is going to be the, yeah, the Flight of the Morkonauts. That's which, what you're coming up on. Yeah. The so, Morkonaut Rush. Um, and so that'll, I, that'll be a planet strike mission. Yeah. So I think that we're going to have, like, a, a bunch of missions where you have, like, all the different, like, uh, tribes kind of underneath mcgruck's influence kind of trying to strive right like trying to bring themselves yeah. up and show them because off. because it's kind of coming through that the mcgruck was maybe responsible for for gruck full-on assaulting a bunch of last cannons uh to <laughs> <laughs> to take over and now i i have always played um Mc, since this book came out here the mcgruck formation uh, you know after you oh. know ethan pointed it out the mm-hmm. boss boys so i can get all my shock attack guns and what would always invariably happen is that the war boss was just sent forward to die. And while well, McGruck stayed, you know, safe with a shock tag on top of a giant squigger. Uh, but now that, you know, I've read through the, the story parts of this, and I'm like, oh, that's what he does anyway. So it's not a cheesy <laughs> yeah. list. I'm sticking to the fluff yeah. on it. <laughs> Think like an orc and you'll be playing it fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think what I've come out of, of this for my readings of this is how much I love the Malgrok character. Mm. Um, again, if you're abandoned by freebooter pirates, then that's, you're, you're pretty, pretty bad. And essentially the, the, the super villaininess of his scheme makes me almost want to model like a little twirly pencil thin mustache <laughs> on my orc model for us now. <laughs> um, it's a mustache squig. <laughs> pretty much. So, I mean, you guys are getting ready up to go to the, the air dropped Morkonauts into mm-hmm. the, the Canadian or the Canadian lines, <laughs> the Cadian lines. Yeah. Um, and then the area, so attacking this island. Um, do, do you guys know why they were attacking the, the, the island? I, I believe that was the home, or the capital 
Um, it was fairly resource heavy. And it had a series of uh, orbital guns, I believe, on it. I don't know. If, I can't remember if the orcs were after those guns or not. Do you remember offhand? I'm just reading it. It looks so. I, we're basically playing the mission where Morgrock comes to Ascension. Mm-hmm. And it, it looks like he's just trying to. Um, he's doing like the airstrike, which is he is saying he, he was inspired by the the drop pods of the Marines. Yeah, I would love to see a looted drop pod. If I, could, <laughs> if I could loot a drop pod, I'd be so happy right he, now. You know, now that I think about it, I'm just coming back to me. He basically, he's not. He doesn't immediately become the war boss because there's like I said, there's tons of factions, mm-hmm. speed freaks. So all of them yeah. are vying for power. So he basically has to come on real strong and hard and show them, hey, Gruk's gone, but I'm just as strong. I'm just as powerful as he was. And so that's what this orc Morkonaut assault is, is he's basically shocking off, showing the orcs, yeah. come follow me. You're going to get good battles. From a gameplay standpoint, you're playing three Gorkonauts. You're not going to get a good battle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, I disagree well, with you guys. I, 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 I'm gonna there's, there's a reason Ted's Orkonaut lasted so long, because I can't kill the dang thing. Like... <laughs> He puts like the little Gretchen guy there that fixes it. And yeah. Are oh, you loaded up with uh, Burners? No, I, I didn't. Burnus? I'm going. Uh, well, I shouldn't say what I'm going to take. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's your list? <laughs> I think in the past, like I've just been really lucky because like, I had the um, I had the, the force field, guy. so I'm getting the yeah, five plus. Um, I didn't have a mech in there, but I think he just had like. I mean, when, when you took out the Stompa, like in that game where uh, yeah, Gruck like jumps off a of Stompa and starts beating people down, like he. In our game, he just kind of fell off the back of it. Oh, I but I took that vanquisher. You had a vanquisher, and with, I got so freaking lucky on and those so rolls. Tank hunter, um, uh, and and I think you, I you kept were doing really sixes. well, right? I, so you're doing I, I, extra D three wounds, and it's AP one uh, structure points. Yeah, it's AP one, so I get mm-hmm. the, the bonus. And I, yeah, I kept doing like four. I, each time I shot, I was doing like four whole points. Mm-hmm. So within two turns, it was yeah, it, it went really fast. Yeah, it didn't take long at all, and. I mean, I was my whole point. I think in that mission was like I had a, a truck full of um, uh, Ludas with a bunch of mechs in it, and I was going to run it up and then jump inside the thing and fix it. But the truck didn't even get there in time. Well, in there, <laughs> it's a truck launching like a full speed. The other problem too is you 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 misread the deployment. Oh yeah, so that was Ted, Ted that thought, was later on. Ted thought his deployment was on my side. Oh, it was yeah. like a long table. So he, so he figured I mean, he'd be like coming, short table. He'd be yeah. coming towards the direction I was running, but he didn't realize. <laughs> He's on the other end. <laughs> so, so all these relevant orcs. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I guess I was. Uh, how does it answer your question? You were asking about the, uh, um, about the, the island, right? I just said Morganauts were terrible. Oh, oh yeah, right. No, no, yeah. Morganauts terrible. Yeah, and yeah. I think, like, how does that, yeah, the backstory for So, yeah. So, so essentially, you know, what, what we're saying is happening is Mugrock, I mean, obviously all the lieutenants are vying. If there's a billion uh-huh. orcs, there's a ton of lieutenants. So, as you said, Mugrock's trying to do a grand show of power. To show that he is the true war boss, even though he's probably been the true war boss all along. <laughs> um, really. You know, the man behind the curtain, mm-hmm. as it will. Uh, and it turns out his super secret plan is just, God, it's so super villainy. I love it. He has a giant tractor cannon in an island fortress that he wants to drag a tra- or an asteroid to the planet with. <laughs> well, that, and that's where this book actually ends. It's, it's, it's like the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger, yeah. All, all the guard have finally fallen back to Sacred Mountain. It's like the last stand. Mm-hmm. And then he, he freaking summons an a asteroid <laughs> to crash into the mountain. S- and that's where it ends. You know, the, <laughs> the asteroid's impending doom. Yeah, and oh. that's such a good... I mean, and it moves on to the, the Hour of the Wolf book, which is, you know, another part three of that. But <clears throat> I love the... It just, it's so over the top. But it's such an orc way of thinking. Be like, how can I, you know, show what a good war boss I will be? Uh-huh. I will blow up a planet with a comet that I will... <laughs> 
fish from space with a tractor cannon. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's oh, he's kind of like Ultron. <laughs> no, because Ultra. Well, he then he would raise the island up. Yeah. But he would obviously wait for everyone to be evacuated and not murder people, even though he's thousands of robots. Evacuate anybody? Why well, he would let them? Evacuate. No, he would let them evacuate. Well, you yeah. know, instead of murdering them all, okay. which would be the much more sensible thing to do, because <laughs> they're all going to die anyway. Well, maybe that's why he didn't. Uh, oh, then for more Age of Ultron talk, yeah. <laughs> tune in for <laughs> our next podcast. Yeah. But I mean, <clears throat> then that so. For me, as an org player, uh, my takeaway from the book is the rise of Gruk and how, I mean, rules-wise, there's no reason for me not to take Gruk over a regular war boss out of mech armor. I mean, he's he's that good, personally. Yeah. Um, Ted's not too impressed yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like things bare bones. Of course, so of course every time but... he's played Gruk, he had to fight against a Night Titan. So. <laughs> yeah. That might be part he of the bias. Yeah, he which, which is fluffy. <laughs> he didn't last long against Tarantus. <laughs> no. I think my favorite thing, uh, oh god, I, I hate playing against things with the works. That's why I have to green tight it with like 11 power claws. Because uh. otherwise they're like, okay, I have a power claw. It's like, okay, I have initiative four. Splat. <laughs> like, oh, there goes 100 points. Okay, Aww. yeah. That's sad, sad, sad panda time. <laughs> and then my big so from the book and the rules perspective i took away that you know the the boss boy formation for orcs is amazing and mm-hmm. you know it's almost an auto include for me uh and gruk as a character is, is really really strong what i'm taking away from the story is mcgruk as a character is amazing and so underhanded and you know yeah he isn't strong enough to lead a while but this guy is strong enough but he's kind of dumb but we can mold him and, and move him uh, and make him do what I want to do and then when I have that stuff I'll just get rid of him <laughs> it's it's so like Saturday morning cartoony like <laughs> bad guy like you know with a 55 stage plan where everything has to work exactly <laughs> along the way like pinky in the brain yeah yeah the log rock and the grok but I yeah I think I look at the formations I think if we've taken or uh, I, I don't think there's it ever asked for the uh, the gorkonaut formation which is unfortunate because I, I think they should have had like a Morkonaut permission if they were going to have a Gorkonaut. I mean, ask for Gorkonauts. Um, but I know at one point I took uh, Grok. Well, I think the, la- the, the the not this last game we played, but the one before that. Um, I ended up taking on a Planet Strike, taking one of the formations out of the the Sanctus Reach book, and that was um, it. Basically, was like all the formations. It was I can't remember what it was called. They can deep strike, and it's uh, Grux. Yeah. Oh, that's that's crew. the second book, right? Yeah. So I, I took that, and I think that was really not. I mean, that was really handy yeah, that to be able really to have good. like all of your stuff deep strike and be able to assault that first turn. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't actually utilize any of it. But well, it was you still really he, he, so Ted like, had really bad scatter. Oh, <laughs> he had really bad scatter. Like, so like, yes, like, I'll be uh, scattering 11 inches. Yeah, like 10, 10, 11 inches every time. <laughs> I had one unit of Storm Boys fall off the table twice. Did they ever, <laughs> They, they did scattered they ever off the table on? twice. They came on like the very the last turn. turn I think or, they had yeah, to come on. Four. The only time I've run that formation, was I was on a team tournament out in Wasilla, mm-hmm. uh, the, the metagame, which is now closed. Now I was playing with Clint, who's one of oh. the local players, because he wanted to try orcs. Because so, oh, okay. he had the Sanctus Reach stuff. Uh-huh. So he took that formation. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, sweet, you can deep strike. But it's not really in a competitive environment. It's not no. super terrifying because we're like, yeah, deep striking three kilocans and a bunch of grots and five knobs with no armor. Yeah, and so they got wiped super quick. I felt super mm-hmm. bad because I'm not the greatest player either, so that I wasn't backing up my end. Yeah, uh, but it 
was a fun formation. Well, I think I, I was looking through the book uh, or through that Sanctus and like trying to add it all up. Like, what would Rook cost if he had the comparable gear? What would that um, the the uh, uh, the knobs um, formation like? What would it cost if I took that? independently the even the grots the grots don't actually give you anything there's absolutely nothing no bonus no special rules no nothing if you take the grots out of the sanctus reach and it still costs you five points more <laughs> it's literally five points more i think and some it, of the space wolf ones in that second book oh they're a little they're just a little a hair expensive as well yeah and i think like the knobs like they're over uh they, they cost a bit more and i think uh the the main knob i can't remember his name uh scarbat or something um i think he gives he he himself Gets like um, uh, hammer wrath. I think. I think that's about just, it. Just him. Just, just him. <laughs> yeah, strength three. <laughs> so, so there's a few of those. It's just like, oh, here's a little thing that you get. Okay, you're considered an independent character, which you wouldn't, or a character which you wouldn't normally, or something like that. You know, so mm-hmm. it wasn't super great. But I think that formation, though, in this instance where you can hit the ground and then assault right away, even though I didn't utilize it very well, <laughs> you take advantage of it. I think that could have been like really effective. I think just being able to get my knobs in there like right away. Um, I was able to t- assault your your battery. Well, well you killed all my tanks with the knobs. Yeah, yeah. So no, you, that worked out between the fire strike and the the assaults. Task <laughs> task once again <laughs> is not coming back. Yeah. So I don't know. It's been, it's been fun. I, I I also I would like to try some of those planet strikes just without you know uh, without the campaign. So, you know, just to see what there. So I've done you know back was it fifth? I don't remember edition it was. Okay. I I played some of those. And they um, from the um, from the old, like the, the Planet Strike supplement, okay, the original one, um, gotcha. which is, this is heavily very similar. Okay. Um, and they, to be honest, they didn't really go very well. Oh, okay. And they, the reason they struggle is because the one player gets to build his fort, mm-hmm. and and if you don't have good self, like a little bit of self control, the fort can get pretty ridiculous pretty fast. Oh, because okay. there's literally no like in this one, it'll tell you get so many pieces, mm-hmm. and that one you can take as many as you want. Mm-hmm. It's just. The caveat is your opponent gets an additional fire strike, firestorm. Yeah. But if you play it smart and stick them all in the buildings, you put void shields on those things. A strength nine AP three is not going to blow yeah. up. <laughs> no. An armor fourteen. Yeah, you're you're lucky to get one fortification. Okay. And then the but then the flip side is if you get some of these armies that are really heavy on assault with with deep strike, uh-huh. like like terminators for example with chain fists. Okay. So if you if you're the defender with your fortifications and he's deep striking a ton of chain fist terminators, he's ripping through your fortifications so fast you don't know what hits you. So it's it's. I keep trying that with my mega knobs, but but you, I don't think they have deep strike no, as a deep. Don't. That's the difference. Yeah. So if it, you uh, run them out of the Gazgol book, they can get deep strike. Ooh. So you might need something like that. So hey, if you, hey, hey, quiet over there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's it's, it's a like, one in six chance. He is supposed so. to be winning these first missions. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if you run uh, the Great Wad detachment from the Gazgol book, wasn't mine. I know. Damn it, Kurt. What? Mine's on silent. <laughs> as, as Ted pulls his phone out of his pocket. <laughs> this, <laughs> so, uh, the Great Wad Detachment, I believe, from the Wad Gaskell book. Um, you roll a dice for every unit in it, and if you roll a six, that unit gets deep strike. Oh, that's, that's kind of like the Space Wolf book, then. And if, you get, if it's cool. a troop, you get plus one. So, it's a five or a six for a troop. Um, I have successfully deep struck a 30 boy shooter squad. Oh man. Oh jeez. I'm a super competitive player. What can I say? So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to try this. It's like, you'll, you'll scatter. They'll die. I'm like, no, they're good. 
And then they died next turn because there's 30 boys in t-shirt armor in the middle of the like, <laughs> <laughs> battlefield. Yeah, but no, it's it's a super, super good book. You got the guys, what's up? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think like I've, I've taken your uh, not your advice, but your suggested not really advice, um, and I've used like the the shooter boys. They could like in the last couple of games we played, I, outflanking uh, shooter boys. Uh, yeah, I mean they didn't outflank, but still, I was like I had them in a truck and was like running them up as fast as possible to get you know. Oh, they did good last game. Mm-hmm. They did up until you really well. dead on them with a uh, with a barrage around or and something. killed every single one of them. Oh. Like, <laughs> uh, all, I just have all but one. Yeah, it was all but two. And then you our just, like, our last game was actually that. really good. It yeah. literally it kind of came down to a dice rolls at the end because you the the victory conditions had was like D, <laughs> I think it was D three victory conditions. Uh, okay. And I got I got real lucky. I rolled <clears throat> high numbers for both, and Ted unfortunately rolled yeah <laughs> low for his. <laughs> Well, I think that's uh, we're pretty good cool. for Red Wa. Yeah, it's it's fun. I uh, look forward to talking about the next book. Yeah, the the next one, Hour of the Wolf. Spoilers. I nine months. I got, I got to get back in Peyton for Space Wolves <laughs> oh. <laughs> for that one. Now I have to, uh, as I, I I know going back to you know our proposed Leviathan campaign because oh, Ted and I you know it might fool you but I don't actually play 40k all that much. Ah. <laughs> uh, um, I apparently I, I I bought a ground based knit army and Leviathan is uh, attacks from the sky. And oh. everything is from this guy. So, mm. lots of bugs to paint. But anyway, yeah, Red Wad's a fantastic supplement. Uh, the, the stories behind it are great. There's yeah. some real strong. If you were an orc like comedy, if you're an orc player, it's the the Red Wad book itself is almost an auto purchase just because of the formations in there. They really do round out an army. Um, like I said, the Boss Boy one having the ability to get five HQs outside of a Force Org is just invaluable with that new and improved mob rule table. Uh, I, I love it. It's good times. Maybe I'll even play sometime. I don't know. <laughs> All right. 2016. We're, 2016. The All year right. of the game. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Tier 1 Cards and Games, a place where you can get your tabletop and trading card games needs or come and play competitively or casually. Use this promo code get wrecked to get 20% off all games workshop items in store. Don't forget, have a Tier 1 day. So welcome back. Hello for another uh, few minutes of ear torture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going for dead air, but you know that works. I, I, have, I have to ear say, torture. Jonathan, you have a very large ATAT right across from me. I do, and it, as, when it gets a little slow, I'm kind of enjoying looking at it. it yeah, it's it's a hipster ATAT. It is. Uh, Kurt, it is single. Is yeah. It? Yeah, yeah, it is. However, wearing a fedora, so it's a douche. I've, I've got a, I've, I've got an ATST back at my house. It might like. Oh really? Yeah. It it's, it's, it's even got the action feet. We'll get Ted to take whoa. pictures of it. Is that one of the new ones? The, whoa, whoa, no, whoa. no. This, this is original. This is like oh, when okay. I was seven years old. Oh, we can dance. It has yeah, it's like, got the button. You got to push. Hey, it has action feet. Yeah, yeah. Feet. <laughs> feet. Oh man. So so halloween is around the corner it is yeah what's dressing up as uh i haven't decided i'm 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 I, I, every year i do like a bruce campbell costume of some <laughs> sort so i did uh ash from army darkness um uh, elvis from bubba hotep and uh then the man with the screaming brain so i had like and i make them out of cardboard but i haven't like so far i i don't have like a good uh, another one you know i might do alien apocalypse maybe something out of that or but i, I burn notice bruce campbell is would that cardboard up pretty good? Well, it's just a suit. <laughs> oh, okay. So just Minecraft yourself a suit and well, just be burned. Something that I can that's characteristic 
I mean, not that anybody knows who Bruce Campbell is. It's a cardboard chin, and then you're good. I I did that for uh, Man of the Screaming Brain. Like, I made the head, and then it had, like, a split down the front, and it had, like, I put little stitches in there, and then I did his, like, the the, the, the chin. (laughs) Nobody got it. So one person was like, is that a Halo helmet? (laughs) I was like, like, you don't understand art. Yeah. (laughs) So I slashed their tires, which I did anyway. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I, I don't know about the next one. So I'm thinking Raptor Jesus. So get like a Jesus costume with like a raptor head, like oh. a lost raptor head. Nice. I'm just doing raptor Jesus. But I think I might get kicked out of my work if I do that. <laughs> so it's a, it's a pretty PC environment. <laughs> it's, a, it's a progressive I workspace, you were good though. At UAA. I do. It's a pretty progressive environment. <laughs> <laughs> they are all PC cops. Yeah. Oh, no. You're not. Oh, oh students at, can. <laughs> at UAA, you're, you're not allowed to. If a baby comes in, you have to call it uh, a person. Because that baby hasn't decided its gender yet, and you can't label it. Well, baby's baby's non non gender, isn't it? There's a couple clues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Halloween, Halloween. So do you, how about you guys? You have costumes picked out, or I, I actually went on a little bit of a spending spree last year, and I got a Uh-oh. lot of cool costumes. Oh, plural. so my my. I got this really slick uh, padded shirt and a leather jerkin. Oh, okay, I might, I might go with that one. <laughs> jerkin. <laughs> All right. It's very soft and supple, by the way. <laughs> nice hands. <laughs> I've got, I've got I my. I the fill rule. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my. Uh, Thanks for laughing at a Celtic, a Celtic tunic with like a leather brigandine, and that, that's like the legit leather brigandine. It's Not like, as much to work with with those no. words. That no. one's it's like, it's like, like, it's like tough. It's like a tough leather. It's okay. it's actually kind of uncomfortable. So you got a bunch. So. Of, you got a lot of leather costumes last year, <laughs> <laughs> and then. I've got a really cool, um, when I dated the Chinese girl, she gave me a nice, uh, like a dress shirt. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like the... You also wouldn't say that at UA. The Chinese girl. Asian American. Yeah. She was from China. She was not Asian American. Hey, don't she you label a... her. <laughs> she, she wasn't an immigrant, but she was from China on a work visa. So she was definitely Chinese. Okay. So the shirt she gave you. That she ordered from China. So it's authentic Chinese. Okay. And then to complete my costume last Christmas, it, I, uh, it was actually quite cool. You can go online to a Chinese company and like, you're giving your measurements. Yeah. And they'll hand sew pants for you or whatever you want. Oh, wow. So I got these custom hand sewn Chinese pants to go with my shirt. <laughs> so I could be like a... Uh, I guess a Chinese man. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Don't go to UAA with that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wear that to me. We find Chinese racist. Or I, or I can do the, uh, the elf. I, I got a cool elf elf tunic. Sweet. I, there's, there's this neat website, Historical Clothing Realm. I got a lot of stuff from them. Don't shop there. They don't pay us. Do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they polyester shirts with flare neck collars? No, no, it's all. It's like that's it's historical. historical clothing realm. Well, that's historical. Like, like you, you can full on. Armor. You can buy a suit of armor. Like, mm. but no flare neck polyester shirts, huh? No, uh, from the sixties. You got that? You got to go to like your your costume discount store for that, <laughs> or Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you? What are you gonna dress as? I got nothing. Really? You're yeah. gonna dress up? Uh, I, I, uh, got, I got spares. I have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can have his jerkin. <laughs> It's already been used. Uh, I I am going to uh, 1850 uh, 40k tournament on Halloween, and mm. apparently there's bonuses for dressing up. That's awesome. I, I don't I don't costume. I, I do have a. a plastic Dude, you want to borrow a, a Bruce Campbell headpiece? Maybe, maybe. I, uh, I could lend you the bathrobe wait, wait. and then the hair. You, I thought you had Elvis. a deceiver, a deceiver costume. Oh, that was so horrible. Did I tell you about that? No. 
so a few years ago, and Kurt, this is like probably one of Kurt's first memories. Yeah, it's like a first met Ted. And, uh, yeah, so like uh, my buddy Andy is like, yeah, we go to these team tournaments. This is like I moved back to Alaska from Portland, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and you know, he's like, yeah, let's go to these team tournaments. Um, you get extra points for like uh, uh, theme, and so like costume was one mm-hmm. thing. He's like, yeah, you can go in costume. No, I didn't realize that nobody goes in costume. Oh, no, no. So, so like like Grant and I, my teammate, yeah. we, we made shirts for a Strike Force thing. Yeah, he was like he was like How the astral costume because we, we had our we had our custom okay. shirts. Danny went in a Juggalo T-shirt this year, right? So him and his partner went in his Juggalos. So there is that theme, but like. Yeah. So when Andy says costume, I don't think of like, oh, we have custom shirts that have our team name on it. I'm thinking like a costume. So I'm like, we're playing Necron. Like uh, Andy's, you know, one half of a 2,000 point list. I'm the other half. And Andy's kind of a rotund dude. I mean, a very nice individual. And um, I'm like, yeah, it'd be kind of hilarious if he goes as uh, um, uh, Nightbringer. And I didn't tell him that was my thought. I actually really, I thought he'd thought that. Like, it'd be really cool if like, here's this like, you know, a beefy dude is like a, uh, the the death. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it was like years later when I pointed out that that's why I wanted him to be him. He was like, got all offended. Like, You're fat too. <laughs> but anyway, so I feel bad about it. Um, but anyway, so he was that. And I was going to go as Deceiver. And so I got this, like, I went down and bought, like, a $60, like, unitard from, like, this yeah, really weird. <laughs> and then, like, so I got some spray paint, and I spray painted, like, you know, this swirling golden silver. And then um, I shaved my eyebrows. I shaved my head. I was going to paint my face. And, like, this, Jesus like, Christ. my whole head is, like, I didn't. I didn't know silver. it was a costume. I thought he was so weird goth guy. So, <laughs> I was like, what the heck is this dude I'm playing against? So, so we, uh. So, so we're putting together all this stuff, and, like, I'm painting the models, and I'm still, like, as I do every year, like, the last minute, it's, like, four in the morning, I'm finally, like, fuck, I need to just sleep. And so, no, 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 I don't even think I slept. I didn't sleep that night. I'm painting the models, and eventually I have to get together with Andy, and so we do that. He has this costume already, and I think I was joking, like, dude, we should get, like, get you a beer helmet, too, with your, like, <laughs> your Nightbringer costume. He has his scythe, and, like, his, you know, his, uh, um, uh, his robe, and everything and i think we had like matching um salad finger shirts <laughs> and like I'm, I'm i get everything done i get i i was gonna have like all the horns were gonna be like those uh those long balloons you know that you go like, yeah. to the animals and so i get a bunch of those i blow them all up i start spray painting them like all right here's this gold pop no shit yeah spray, spray paint paint polished balloons pop. i'm like what the hell i'm <laughs> popping all of them ah i just like lose my shit and i like dude we have like only a few minutes before we have to go so i like Damn, well, I already shaved off my eyebrows. I shaved off my head. I look like some sort of chemo kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I just, I grab this big, like, Magnum 44 marker and, like, put oh, it. that was right. Yeah. <laughs> I put my eyebrows in. I'm like, all right, well, I can't do this, man. I'm not going to have people thinking I'm going through chemotherapy. <laughs> so, I mark in my eyebrows these big black rectangles. Then go to this thing. And, just look like a crazy goth. Yeah, yes. I, was, I was thinking people were thinking I was like a skinhead or something. <laughs> like, and lo, I did not realize it, but over the course of this tournament that went all day, my eyebrows had started to run. <laughs> so there's like ink coming down into my eyes. I didn't realize it. I'm like rubbing it. And it's, oh my God, it was such an embarrassment. Andy, thankfully, still wore his costume. But <laughs> so I will not do costumes. So. <laughs> What was that your introduction? That's how you introduced yourself to the Alaskan 40K community? Yep. <laughs> Somehow I came back the next year. And go hard, right? Yeah. Go big or go home. So so in the spirit of Halloween, 
<laughs> to change subjects. Man, that's a smooth segue. That's usually my job. I yeah. like that. That's good. <laughs> Sit back. So we got some Xenos, huh? Some scary Xenos. Ooh. The scariest Xenos of the 40K. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kurt. Yes. You get to go first. <laughs> I get to go first. What did you pick? So I got I got two options. Mm. Mm. Uh, you can just get one. Give us your good mm. argument. Yeah. Well, the, so what uh, we're this gonna... is the one I picked. Okay. I, got, I, got, I got the fun one, and I got the one that really would be the scariest one. Ooh, what's it? Go. Which, yeah. Which one do you want? Right. Do uh, do the one that's actually scary, and then Ted and I'll explain why it's not okay. scary. <laughs> well, I, I don't. Really. There's no. There's no way you can go against this one because it is the scariest. Oh, I'm and afraid I, you're gonna take the one I took. And oh it's, God, it's, it's a sister of battle. No, it's a girl. No, no, it's, it's the young girl, Gene Stealer. Oh, Ooh. you didn't take the one. And, it's, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. Cause it goes back. Mm. I know this is the scariest one because again, when I was like ten or twelve, I I used to play the I tried to play unsuccessfully the the original Space Hulk computer game. Oh, oh! I remember that one. Like the like, the, the picture scheme was like teeny teeny. Yeah, teeny, I don't think yeah. you ever live more than five minutes because you, you die a lot. That was hard. Um, and those gene shows were freaking scary in that game. <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're crawling on the dark corner, you turn around, it's like right there, kills yeah. you. And it's just all static. I just remember the like little HUD display of like yeah. Yeah, but when you're a kid, it's oh. like it's that. It to me now, terrifying. It looks terrible. But when you're a kid, man, that's like like I'm in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and obviously as a tournament player here, knowing everything, I've I've no idea what makes it a was it you and Gary Gene Sealer? Well, what's the difference between kind of a regular Gene oh, Sealer? Okay, and it's a, the one that it's the original. Okay, I I happen to have my Rogue Trader book in front of me right uh, now. Did some more tentacle. Yeah, vagina they're face. they're the ones that got yeah they got the tentacles hanging out. So it's like that weird uh, octopus like, kind of looking like face. The doctor who what do they call it? They have like a name for those now. Something other tendrils, right? I think it's like a biomorph that you can get for. The, yes, you yes. bought the codex yesterday. You should sure. know all about this. I've <laughs> had the codex for two months. <laughs> its head is a simple tube full of slobbering tendrils oh, and no. sharp inward pointing teeth. Oh, you're a simple tube full of slobbering tendrils. <laughs> so you got you got this nasty looking maw with with. Like slithering mm. dealy bobs. Maw. You got you got this thing that can. It's like I'm thinking like aliens from the movies. He's mm. like running on walls, ceilings. They're they're fast. They they skitter. They chitter. Yeah. Um. You know they. It's like it's like a huge bug almost. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I know they're not, but it's you know they they got the claws. They got the the chitin. Um. I think the, the setting is probably the scariest. I mean, I'm thinking like aliens. You know. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, just, that was it, was. it was it was hard. I was trying to think like a lictor would be pretty bad too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but the thing with the lictor is you're probably dead before you ever knew it was there. Okay. Because they sneak up on you. The gene stealer, like I I I you hear that thing coming. Like mm-hmm. you hear that like, you know the. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I can't really imagine anything that would be quite more terrifying than, than the gene stealer. Okay. Especially with the the weird maw. And according to Google, the Yungarl gene stealer is unique as that it can morph its own flash within moments to react to incoming attacks or change its color to remain unseen. Oh, wow. Oh, see, I didn't so, know that. So that, that's apparently the difference between a regular one, which is even more terrifying because he just, you know, pressed up Ooh. against the wall and then changes color to be wall colored. Oh. Well, that, but then that, the, that goes girl, against those, my... Those are the guys with the, I think, the, the face tendrils. Right. Yeah, that's the lictor. Yeah. I think no, no, no. The they, they have them too. I think they have them too. But I think that they there's do. a gene stealer has those as well. Yeah, that, that, which might make that's the young, young girl. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. So, he's got the he's got the, the tentacle face. Okay. Um, but maybe that's the connection. You know, like maybe that's that branch that goes into the yeah. lictor. You know. So oh, kind of like, like 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 the lictor's a hybrid. Yeah, more, having more evolved form of the young girl. Maybe I'm totally just guessing it. Yeah, I'm making this up too. So hopefully, uh, now if you disagree with us, go to our iTunes account. Uh, leave a five star review five-star telling review. us why. 
<laughs> I will read your review on air. <laughs> I think uh, the scariest thing for me about gene stealers in general is that you know they signal the oncoming storm. So if you know if you find a gene stealer on your planet, your planet's pretty much already dead. Oh yeah, because they're, they're coming. They, they they draw the high fleet. That's to like them. that's like the gene stealer cults coming. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I mean, if you're finding a gene stealer, you're if you're not dead, you're like, oh sweet, I killed a gene stealer. I survived that. I was like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of bigger, nastier things coming for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which you know is like that impending doom. I think is is quite quite terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. good pick, man. Good pick. Ted, How about you? What you got? Uh, I think the enslaver. Um, I was going through, and I think, yeah, so it, it goes back to, to Rogue Trader, um, but I think they, they so, so the original manifestation looked like a, a big peanut with a whole bunch of tentacles coming off of it. Oh, that's like a beholder, basically. Yeah, so I think the idea is that, like, it's a Xenos, but it's just, like, uh, a thing in between, like, a Xenos and a warp entity. So there's, like, warp entities who are not considered Xenos, it's like this... I don't know, something to do with the warp. And then there's, like, the enslavers, which are this in-between. So they, they exist in the warp for a while, and then they then I think after their, their gestation period, they can come out into reality. And the enslaver, I think, like, the, the what I initially, like, reading up on it, on it, I think I was thinking, like, maybe that's what happening, that, that's what happens when you have, like, uh, um, your psyker rolls two sixes. <laughs> <Double ones. laughs> like, that, that's probably what's going on. It's like, they're getting sucked into the warp, but, you know, they just think, like, oh, shit, the warp attacked you. Well, no, the enslaver <laughs> ate your brains. Um, well, they take slaves. You'd be... Yeah, so on top of that, they can come out of the warp, and from what I understand, they can take, um, like, one... one they, they change a little bit, depending on who you read. Kind of like um, a mind player. It's like but, a mind player beholder. So they can take up to like they can control up to ten people, um, or and, and and make them do whatever. Like at one point, I think there's rules in the as you see in the Rogue Trader, and then I think in uh, third edition, uh, Andy Chambers did a creature feature in White Dwarf <laughs> 292, where you could like actually play them in third edition. I think like the rules they're pretty solid. You could probably play with them now, um, but they uh, uh, they I think the idea was the backstory going way back. Is like they they were around. I think the old ones uh, uh, developed them in, in the fight with the uh, with the Satan, and they started creating these. And then it's it's almost like um, it's it's like war, really. You know, like you you develop landmines. Landmines are the coolest thing because it gets rid of the enemy. But then the war's over, and then the Cambodians are killing themselves in the fields because <laughs> <laughs> landmines are laying around. It's like, well, the weapon is doing more than it should have. So yeah. now the enslavers are going like they took over. And they feed off of psychic um, energy. So they like a psyker or a person with like latent psychic powers. They'll they'll digest their their soul sort of. And uh, after a while, they just like they destroyed everything. Like they wiped out every living everything in existence. Um, and and it happened. I think like there was a drought for about uh, up until about twenty thousand years ago. Um, the enslavers had wiped out everything, and then the enslavers themselves. Like they dwindled and then became nearly non-existent, and then life came back, and so the enslavers haven't come back into fruition like they did. But it was only because of that, like that drawdown uh, through lack of food, that they were able to, um, you know, humanity emerged. 
So um, well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, Ted. I got I got to dis- dispute your your. Oh. No, 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 there are multiple different play, like uh, uh, okay. there are different there are changes in the fluff. So okay. No, we all know that they've been very consistent with their yeah. storytelling over the years. So, can I, can I, yeah. can I read my paragraph? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right under the enslavers and I section. Quote. <laughs> it says enslavers are incapable of using weapons or tools, right. but they have a natural weapon in the form of a psychic shock. This has a range of fifty meters. Mm-hmm. So if I have a gun that shoots hundred meters, enslavers screwed. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, enslavers yeah. can't use a weapon of any kind. Right. And their only natural defense is a psychic shock with a, so a relatively short range. What, what ends up happening with them is they end up taking over the people. Yeah, the, the, people slaves, are, the slaves. And you don't fighting. notice that they're like, until the, the, until, the main yeah. psyker dies. Right. So. But, that, but Gene Steeler cult does that, cult does that too. <laughs> the Gene Steelers have yeah. – there's a really good audio book with uh, – I think is it a Death Watch? Audio, any, I forget the title. But it's mm-hmm. – they, they, they go on this, this <laughs> ship and it turns out the ship is just full of the Gene Steeler cult. Mm-hmm. And the idea is they're going to crash land on this planet and then – you know, infect away. Mm-hmm. So, so gene seals do that too. Gene seals are great, but they didn't wipe up all of existence. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's disputable. Yes. Based on <laughs> all, all the gene stealers are doing is creating a food source for the enslavers. <laughs> they, they haven't wiped out existence yet. So those tendrils are coming in. Oh yeah, no, I think they're they're both probably menacing but in very different the, ways. The, the picture is a little creepy looking. Yeah, th- and there is another image that came out later that it, it's. It looks more like a bloated tick. <laughs> but I think like the giant peanut with the one eye and the tentacles is a little silly. There, there, there's something that's just terrifying to me about how, you know, you have like this one person who's being controlled and then mm-hmm. he controls the other people mm-hmm. and then like no one knows and you know and to me people acting in unison is terrifying. <laughs> like a large group of people doing everything at once, like, oh that's why, you know, flash mobs are terrible. Mm-hmm. Well that's that's not why, but that's a reason why. Uh, and the idea that this creature can come in and take over, say, like a, an untapped psyker or an mm-hmm. untrained psyker, and then slowly kind of get a huge sphere of influence and, and kind of do his bidding to eat more is just is awesome. It's all about mm-hmm. survival horror, and it's it's really good ground level stuff. Yeah, I think the the rules were for third edition. Um, they they were kind of fun. Like it, it didn't have that like the ominous feel to it. But you took, like, a unit of it. It was an HQ choice for any army. Like, if you want to play Necrons and you want to have Enslavers in it as your HQ, go right ahead. They're 25 points apiece. They had a really decent stat line, except they wore T-shirt armor, so it was 6+. plus. Um, then they had, like, one attack with a, what you know, no save uh, except for Invulnerable. Um, but I think they had, they could use their Enslaver ability up to 72 inches. You had a really decent oh, range on this Oh, yeah, that's way better in the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's the thing. Like, their shock, their shock that's, a, that's not their Enslave attack. Oh, okay. but so they can enslave up to seventy-two inches away. Um, but you get D six uh, for every. I think you have between one and three in a unit, and you get like D six uh, dice to roll against the leadership um, uh, per per enslaver. And I think it's like fifteen points for additional dice. So you roll against somebody's leadership, but in every like twenty-four inches that your enslavement goes, you knock off one D six that you can use. And I think like it, the level of um, you can then take over people's units. So not just a guy. You take over a unit. You're like, all right, that's scout squad over there. <laughs> and you roll, you know, three dice. And if you beat their leadership, you just have a scout squad. And then if you if you make if you make it, the unit stays put. It doesn't do anything that turn. If you beat it by one, you get um, that you can move that unit. I believe if you beat it by two, you can move that unit and shoot with that unit. If you get three, you move that unit, shoot with that unit, and assault that unit. And you put a dice next to them. You get three dice on that unit. They're yours forever. Like they, so that's every turn you roll for that until mm-hmm. you get three dice, and then they're just yours. 
I love that there's you know there's some like struggling against a control mechanic there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, you get enough of those. And you're like, yeah, I just took over your uh, Green Knights army. <laughs> Sorry, <dude. laughs> they're so Not psychically it. strong. <laughs> How about you? What What'd you get? I picked now. I know the reason I wanted you to go first is like you better know because we we tend to go for obscure Xenos. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you go first. I chose the Umbra. Ooh. Which. Yeah, oh, uh, is that the bear thing? No, no. I, I really now wish I went for space bears or <laughs> the, 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 the cut bears. No, no, no. It's that's what I was thinking. Though. Umbra as an, an alien species is just a small black square. I mean, going into this, I'm a huge fan of survival horror movies in okay. uh, general. So they're found in space. They're just a black sphere. Mm-hmm. And what they can do, and they're attracted to the warp. So they get attracted <clears throat> to webways. Uh, psychic people just just warp energy so my my image of this is you know your your thunderhawk flying back to to the command ship uh with a psyker on board uh-huh. and th- this ball attaches itself and gets inside the ship uh-huh. this ball can manipulate shadows have you ever seen a uh, dark star no all I know, I know with like little flippers on it is meet me, me a Djokovic, the fifth element. We'll take, we'll take out your, your umbra. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll get into that in a second here, but it can, it can pull shadows in like, and it, it describes as pulling shadows in like oil and making kind of stabby objects like T1000 mm. style in the shadows. Mm. And it's just, you know, the idea of like this, this black ball in a shadow just slowly forming knives or, you know, terrifying shadows. Out of like shadows. Silhouettes. It's, it's, it's very good to me. Uh, sadly, it's one weakness is a flashlight, uh, where that it <laughs> so gets weakened by light. It. <laughs> so yeah, the Imperial Guards could have owned the hell out of it, uh, but Space Marines will not. Uh, when, <laughs> the, again, quite likely they say it was created by the old ones or the Satan, you know, one of those ones oh, there. Okay. So it's another one of these races where it's kind of like, all the landmines, kill yeah. you, kill you. <laughs> now we kill ourselves. And then the, uh, the galaxy is full of all of this crap now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, uh, again, it's it's amazing to me. And I just, stemming from a genre of movies I love where, you know, they're returning home from a successful mission and then something attaches itself to the ship. And then, you mm. know, one by one they go missing. So well, you, I, I think you picked a pretty good one, John. Yeah, yeah. I'd see, that's, that's scary it's, to me. It's like the, I'm thinking like a black, oily kind of... Yeah, just kind of floating and staying in the shadows. Yeah. And then you just, you know, I don't know, some lady guardsman's taking a shower and you just see this black, like, tentacle. Well, that's a different... Uh, now, kind of how, how fast can they move, the Umbra? It doesn't say. It doesn't say? It doesn't say. Were there rules for them anywhere? Or? I don't... I didn't see any when I was looking it up there. Hmm. Um, so I think that's the caveat for me. If it's kind of like a slow moves, I don't know if I'd be as scared. But if it was, like, slow and then all of a sudden, like, it shot something out at you... Yeah. No, would, what would be terrifying well, is a slow move, and then you turn around and see it, and then it shoots really quick. Yeah. Well, where are there no shadows? I mean, you know, like in space, in if space, you're lucky. There's only shadows. Why do you think some of the Imperial ships, yeah. they're, they're going to have shadowy areas? I mean, they're going to be brightly lit, but also if you're an Umbra in there, you're going to you know, go for the generator, I guess. Uh-huh. And, you know, cut that power. But yeah, then everyone I mean, dies. I don't so, know. So they only live in space, they don't come on the planet. So, so they're mainly found in space, but they're drawn and attracted to, to warp energy like a moth to a flame. So okay. one would imagine they would be able to go planet side. And, you know, I, I you know honestly, I think it would be a real sweet um, Zoom Mortalis game. Mm. If you the have Umbra. two armies fighting, but you have a number on the loose on the board. Oh, you can, you can represent that idea. Yeah. Yeah, get like a, a, a void or a, a, a void template that just board, moves like, It's like a vortex grenade. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, vortex grenade. Yeah, and then you have dark rooms, and if a room goes dark, you roll a dice and oh. see if you get attacked by a number. Uh-huh. 
Dude, you're onto something. I know. That, that sounds actually quite fun. Yeah, yeah. You could do like a kill team or something. Yeah. Like this. yeah. yeah. And just make the umber attacks random. And see, Zolmarkaz works, then you could split it off into sections where there's lights. And oh. you're fighting over the control room to who has the lights. Oh. I'm noticing that there was a theme, I think, between the three of ours. Like, I mean, it was... Uh, I, I could definitely see where every every one of these like could have been played like a survival horror, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, Gene Steelers, like mm-hmm. you know the Space Hulk, and that like where are they kind of thing. I mean, the Enslavers occupy the warp and then pop out to suck out Psyker's heads, and then the Umbra is like living in the shadows, like attacking things. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems like there's a you know, underlying thing. It wasn't like Carnifexes or something. Yeah, well, there's a lumbering building. Well, see, yeah, I just want to do like the, the obvious cool choice because yeah. you know if I was that, I'd be like honestly a Moloch. Uh, it's terrifying to oh, me yeah. because you know you're shooting on your battle lines and all of a sudden the ground goes up underneath you and you just mm-hmm. there's this giant mouth eating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you said, Lictors, like uh, from the second edition rule book when there's like there's something wrong with Jones, where it's like oh wait shit he was in the squad the whole time and he mm-hmm. murders everyone. Um, I, I want to include Lictors in my knit army. Purely because I love the thing. To, to me, that's an amazing they, movie. I, I like the model too. That yeah, cool. and the models. I mean, now that it's not my memories of the Lictor model is was from the I hadn't seen the new ones until recently. Mm-hmm. My my memory was from the first edition or the second oh, edition gosh. ones, uh, where you had like the hug effects and mm-hmm. you know the the, the spindly warriors oh. and. I would have loved to see the Carnifex like redone with the same idea, but just like modernized, just to see what that would look like. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, there's a lot of obvious scary (laughs) things, but I think, well, to me, they're not effective because we're so used to them. To be like, oh, it's a Moloch, oh, Oh, it's a Flyrant, oh, it's you know, Space Marines, terrifying people, (laughs) Sisters of Battle because they're girls. I'm gonna tell that joke again. These nerds. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Take that. No, I think it's good. (laughs) All right, uh, we're going to break away. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, what? Well, Kurt huh? has one more. Oh, right? Kurt, What's you do have one, one more. Okay, cancel the uh, break. Yeah. Call yeah. the sponsors, let them know. Well, <laughs> I, I, I thought the fun one was the Catechin Devil. Oh, okay. What does that one do? It, Refresh me. He's, he's basically, that's, you know, Catechin's supposed to be Death World, hence why those guardsmen that are trained there are so uh, resilient. It's, it's basically, <laughs> supposedly. It's basically like Botox. And it's, it's basically, later. you know, it's like a long centipede, but then it's got the scorpion's tail. And then it's got the the mate face and mouth of like a uh, crab, mm. and they, they even go as far as to describe how one claw is bigger than the other. It's like <laughs> it just makes it seem like a failed genetic experiment. Yeah, it like, is. Oh, kill me. But I, yeah, I just think I mean, you got like against the creepy crawlies. Yeah. I, I guess you're getting the, the theme. I don't like creepy crawlies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's got like a you know hundred legs. It's got the big old nasty scorpion tail in the back. What was and it? And then it, you know, and crabs. You know, we eat them, so they're not so bad. But if you had like a big crab, their face is oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it almost has like a human face look to them. Yeah, no, sometimes. They're, they're, so like a really squished, tiny human. Face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, imagine that big and that you know, the, like the huge claw now. Oh, it, yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. What was the other catacomb thing? Is the Toad. The, There's a toad. Yeah. the one that just its defense mechanism is blowing itself up. Oh, I think that was the, maybe that was the toad. I think that's yeah. I think that's the bull toad or something yeah. like that. Okay. But yeah, like if if someone gets too close, it just blows up. Which it must be like that they, to me. That's not scary. That that's being the worst like <laughs> example they, of uh, like evolution ever. They've even got the catachin face eater, which is basically oh. the, the alien face hugger. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, they just. Rip. They, yeah. they, they really did. <laughs> I was going to do this. I was like, man, they really copied a lot of stuff. Oh, they yeah. drew inspiration from. <laughs> we rip them off. They don't rip. I will people. say, um, I didn't realize it, but there's a. They have more um, hostile plants. Than they actually had of like alien life forms. Huh. There's. Here, let them, I was. I was uh, uh, look at this. 
the audience can't see, but there's <laughs> no, just just one guy can't see because he complained about me referring there's, to people. There's as like viewers. four pages, but then there's there's just tons of stuff. They got you know, um, Death World Flora. They've got Tangle Fungus, Sponge Weeds, Spine Thorns, Rubber Moss. There's just like yeah, it's like, goes for cow. twenty announce. <laughs> yeah, I was I was looking through. I was going through like warp entities, like just trying to find like a good like uh-huh. you know like there's Astral Hounds and like all, all these others. Um, but there was one that I can't remember the name of it, but it was it was a warp entity whose entire thing was it sucked the life force out of plants. That's <laughs> it. It was, it was so goofy. I can't remember the name of it. So, it like it's like Banicula of the warp. <laughs> so so next episode, the least terrifying Xenos. Yes. Yeah, um, all our mushrooms are dead. <laughs> and and for one special listener, the scariest one of all, <laughs> Groot is. Is the the vampire horse oh, on that spaceship deck? Or not, Phil? Oh, yeah, not for Phil. Uh, yeah. I was tempted to do horses, but yeah, yeah I, I was like, no, I'm gonna take it seriously. Serious show. Yeah, right. Yeah. Welcome to Mob Rules. Yeah, well, right, we're we're serious now. No, not really. All right, <laughs> we'll be back. Man, my old lady is so moody right now. I hate that time of the month. Not me. I buy generic tampons. They clean up all that gross lady stuff, and she's happy because we've saved money. Wow, generic tampons. I'll have to give those a try. Damn, I can't believe I lost another game. All of my dice are rolling once. Quit the whining, man. You should change your cotton. Another rending hit. Thanks, generic brand tampons. Generic brand tampons, not just for ladies. For a limited time, send in six applicator sticks for a free dice bag. Welcome back. I got I got to make something for this. Yeah, I know. I finally got the audio files. Yeah, no, that's good. No, right. I, I, I enjoyed it. Okay, good. You were smiling. <laughs> good. John was cringing. Yeah. <laughs> Success. We're switching rules today, Ted. <laughs> uh, so we're going to test Ted. Uh, going back a little bit now, we're going back to the it came from the internet style questions. Oh, cool. Because somebody, on those. <laughs> somebody didn't make time to write down a bunch of questions this week. Oh, Kurt. Oh. God, the hell? Kurt. What are we even bringing yeah. on the show? It's worst. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's supposed to be the other Kurt. <laughs> I better get fired. <laughs> <laughs> so I have trolled the, the the depths of the internet for the for minutes for for literally dozens of seconds, uh, <laughs> and I've come up with four uh, scenarios where someone wants clarification on seventh edition forty k rules. Oh, here we go. So, question the first. <clears throat> The question is, can I deploy a Storm Raven gunship, which is part of a Stormwing formation, on a ready-for-takeoff Skyshield landing pad? If so, how does the formation reserve role work out? Skyshield allows one flyer to deploy on the table. The Storm Raven is a flyer, so it may deploy on the table. But the Stormwing formation states, when making reserve rolls, make a single roll for the entire formation. On a successful reserve roll, all the units in this formation arrive from reserves. I, I don't think that you can deploy ready to go i think the uh, the sky shield states that you have to have the shield up and uh, then you uh take one turn to re- uh, no, 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 it the, and you can fly so there, the, i I, I use the sky shield actually yeah. actually to bring flyers on turn one. i have it in a box yeah so i, I mean <laughs> so the rule the sky shield ready to take off rules you basically can deploy your flyer on the mm-hmm. table the caveat which i learned the hard way the first time i used it is it must behave as a skimmer for that turn okay Pop, pop. So you can't, you, you can't, you can't start turn one and then go right into fly mode. You got to hang yeah. out on the sky shield for a full turn, or uh-huh. you know, in that vicinity. As far as the the question, <clears throat> I'm not familiar with the formation. 
So what the formation it, is, is you make one reserve roll yeah. for the formation and they all come in. So I, I guess, I guess, I don't know, I'm not aware of the rule where it says you have to, to put them all in reserve. For flyers. Well, you, yeah, you, flyers you have to would have to them yeah. automatically. I would say But, but the no. Sky Shield, the, the Sky Shield rule specifically says you can okay. deploy the flyer on the, the landing pad. I, w- I would say no, simply because, like, first off, you can't, you, you have to start as a flyer. I think as a, as a flyer, I don't think you can come on as a skimmer. Um, two is you can't show up. You you can't start on the table, um, and unless you can fit three flyers on three sky shields, I don't think you can. I mean, you basically have to have three sky shields. So maybe like for apocalypse, yeah, go for it, man. But I think for regular games, that's... well, why why can't you um, just put one unit from that formation on the the sky shield? Well, because if if they all start or come on at the same time, you would have to have. Well, no, it, it, it says they all come on from reserves at the same time. Yeah, you make one single roll for this yeah. entire formation. Mm-hmm. So if you the one, I guess that's the, the weird part is you'd have one on the table. Does that break? I don't, I, I don't know. I, guess I think we'd have to specifically say. Otherwise, I would say no. You'd have to have all three of them on that sky shield. And unless you can fit all three of them on. But then why are you making reserve rolls when they're, they're on this case? There you go. So the way I read this, because uh, strangely enough, there's no definitive answer here on this thread. Why would you do it? I know. <laughs> If you have the Sky Shield, if you deploy your, say, your Storm Raven on the Sky Shield, um, which is you know, entirely possible using the Escalation or the uh, Stronghold Assault rule set, uh, you no longer get the Talons to come on for, for free with one roll. Because uh, it says when you make a roll, for, you make a single roll for this entire formation. Mm-hmm. But entire formation in that rule set uh, means you're taking is... one ship out of that formation to deploy it normally. Mm-hmm. So you're not making a reserve roll for the entire formation, you're making a reserve roll for two ships. Okay, so I like, I like that. So I would say I would say no, but I feel this is one where we're we're stretching to make our scummy things work. Yeah, I agree. All right, question the second with a Tau theme this time. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is an easy one. This this goes to the power of uh, reading first. <laughs> so okay, our Tau theme one here is about our Tidewall rampart. Oh crap. <laughs> okay. Um, our Kirk, wonderful. Our... I don't know. I don't even know the rule. I haven't seen it. So, so the Tidewall Rampart is our uh, Roomba, okay. Roomba Aegis line. Okay. Uh, but here, he explains a little bit here. So, the, the Tidewall Rampart has the ability to reflect shots back at the firing model. Barrage states that for wound allocation, assume the shot is coming from the center of the blast marker, not the firing model. Does this mean that barrage weapons are immune to the reflection ability of the Tidewall Rampart since the shots are never originating from the firing model, just the blast marker center? I guess what exactly are the, the wording on the Tidewall? So it's very similar to the uh, recent Mechanicus or Mechanicum uh, release where when you shoot at it, if you mm-hmm. uh, it can be deflected back. Okay. So on a one, I think to hit. Um, it. I think you roll on a one. To no, hit? I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. If um, I think if you get a, a successful six. roll, you roll a dice, and on a six, um, or a successful save on a six, the the um the person who shot takes a the same strength and AP of the weapon back at them. Or no, it's okay. successful. It's auto wounds. It auto, from what no, I said. Now that I think about it, and then it's I the thought, AP of the I weapon. I thought the barrage rule states that. It's not the shot comes from the center of the template. It's line of sight is from the center of the template. Oh. No, it's uh, removing models is from the center. Of the I know, but that's like yeah. this. So I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't see that the barrage would ignore that rule. 
So you can go back. Because the shot's still from the firer. You just you just take um, casualties from the center. Yeah. And then line of sight, like as far as cover's concerned, uh-huh. line of sight is drawn from the center of that template. I'm going to say it negates it. Um, and or, I have no good reason it, other than... It, it ignores it? I, I, I think I, I'm saying I'm going to say that, yeah, that like a barrage... Is it's gonna shoot the bullet? <laughs> the bullet's gonna shoot the bullet. So, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think it, like that's. I guess we'd have to go back and like rules lawyer that one. So, so reading the rules on this one here, uh, you, we're talking about specific processes and stages of the game. Mm-hmm. So, what happens is you shoot your barrage weapon successfully. So yeah. your roll for scatter it still hits, and then you find you do say eight wounds. So mm-hmm. then you roll to wound, and then say they may make two saves with the, with the six that get reflected back. Yeah. It's not the barrage that gets reflected back. It's two hits at the same strength or two hits at the uh-huh. same strength and AP. So those two individual hits are reflected back at the firing unit. Yeah. So regardless of where they are, they'll get, so if your Earthshaker cannon mm-hmm. fires and, and it hits, I don't know if that's barrage. And now I'm just showing myself. It's barrage. Yeah, it's, there you go. It can be. Um, it hits and it does uh, one wound that spans back. Then the Earthshaker gets a hit back at it. I, I will. Uh, I will admit that seems really weird. Yeah, I, I think that's the way it's written. But that's it. Just seems odd that you would like indirect fire up and over yeah. a wall, and then somehow it like <laughs> it reflects up and back over yeah. the wall. And that I, perfect arc back at you. I, I can see how the rules would say that. Yeah, like the original fire gets hit with the same weapon. So but, I mean, I'm just I don't know. I think that's like where like the rules intended one thing, and mm-hmm. then yeah, being being. Um, now, uh, this isn't released yet, is it? Uh, Saturday it releases. Okay, and people are positive they know what the rules are? Well, it's the, pictures the, of it. The rules like, of lease. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there, oh. Being the, the 40K is a game with a permissive rule set, or rule set, there's no mention of line insight ignoring weapons or the where wound allocation comes from. Um, it just says that after a cover save is successful, it reallocates the hit back. So, so the funny thing about this rule um, is there's a lot of... Um, rules like this in Age of Sigmar where oh, yeah. I, th- I think the Ogres have one. I think there's a Chaos or Warriors of Chaos. So th- it sounds like they're they're borrowing from the Age of Sigmar oh, okay. idea where like you can do wounds. Like I, I think some of your Warriors of Chaos and Sigmar do more damage like yeah. well, when, when, <laughs> when you... they get hit than, than <laughs> they do like on their own. Yeah. But that makes more sense in that case because it's all like bows and arrows and oh. you know like swords. It's, it gets weird, like when you're lobbing well, grenades. I, I, I or, see yeah. it. They, they lob it up. The shield is going up and over, so it just bounces back. That's that's how I would justify. Okay. Yeah. Right. You're like Ted. You look concerned. Are you like sure, whatever. <laughs> in, in the exact same arc. <laughs> so trajectory bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool. Oh, this is a doozy. This is gonna oh, be no. our last oh, no. one. Okay. Right. So, so wait, wait, wait. How are we doing on points? Oh, this isn't. This isn't. Okay. Well, I, this, I, I won the second one. You you said no. I said yes. So that's what it came down to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's then the yes first no. one was unanswered. Or? The first one was unanswered by you okay. both. All right. I believe. Kurt, you're looking at me like I'm wrong. I don't even remember what the first question was. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's a one no. Okay. So it's deciding one. Um, if I, I have some thunderfire cannons in my detachment mm-hmm. and enact the tactical or devastator doctrines, does that mean I can reroll the scatter, both the two d six and the scatter dice, because I will then be able to reroll ones during that shooting phase? I didn't get that question. If I have some Thunderfire Cannons in my detachment and enact the Tactical or Devastator Doctrines, does that mean that I can re-roll the Scatter? Because I will then, uh, because I then will be able to re-roll ones during that shooting phase. 
You don't re you don't uh, roll a one on a scatter dice. Yeah, I don't think you re-roll on a scatter dice. Re-roll ones on a scatter dice either. So sorry, dude. <laughs> so there, there's actually a pretty good answer on this okay. this year that someone kind of goes through here. Um, it's you, you know what I think. Never mind. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, I, go ahead. Is... Oh, I was just. I have to double check, but I was looking at preferred enemy. Because you, so can, that's what I'm thinking. Because you, you can reroll the one. Uh huh. And I have a weird. I'll have to double check, but I have those. There's, there's a. You can reroll certain dice that I didn't think were gonna work, and it mm -hmm. actually said it in the preferred enemy. This works for. It might maybe that was just the gets hot rolls. Well, gets hot. You roll um, like if you have a template like for gets hot, like a yeah. plasma cannon. You roll an extra dice. That's what it was. One, okay, you can reroll it, but it's just for gets hot rolls, yeah. not like a to hit. Roll. So this is what last. That's where I was confused on the. This, mm -hmm. Sorry, this isn't quite that question, but on it, like on the, I think it's the execution or Lehman Rust tank. It's yeah. got it's got the blast template. Mm -hmm. So you're not technically rolling a dice to hit. You're rolling the 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 scatter the dice. Roll. But you have to still roll the gets hot roll. Oh, okay. But it's called a gets hot roll, not a to hit roll. Right. And so my thought was, oh, the preferred enemy won't work on that. Mm -hmm. But it specifically states in preferred enemy that this even includes to get hot rolls. So preferred enemy won't let you reroll the scatter dice, but it will... It'll let you reroll the gets hot roll. Oh, okay. Which is a big deal Which for that tank. still says probably no on the... Right. On that so, so it goes through here. The get hot rule allows special rules that reroll on ones to also reroll the gets hot result. Scatter does not allow this by itself. The twin linked rule has a paragraph on how it allows scatter to be rerolled on a scatter result. Since both twin linked and anything that rerolls on just ones are both eligible for gets hot rerolling, they must be the same for rerolling anything but actual to hit rolls. Therefore, if twin linked allows scatter rerolls and gets hot allows ones to reroll the gets hot, you're also allowed to reroll scatter if you have the it's rerollable special rule. But in this case, no. Now you're just being a dick. <laughs> I mean, to be perfectly honest with you there, mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, no, I can reroll one, so I'm rerolling my scatter. No, 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 you're not. That must be really nice. Although, if you're rolling a one on a scatter dice, you want that roll, right? Yeah. So I, like, yeah. <laughs> no, I wanted to deviate further. That was an incredibly poorly worded question. Yeah. Uh, the type of question I had loaded up here that I was going to ask, but uh, I didn't read it, didn't read it <clears> fully. Uh, but maybe this is a good one, even though, you know, you're up 2-1. Um, <laughs> anyone know where the rules for the ghost kill be actually located? It is not in the WD-89 with the rest of the rules and curious about what it does, or is this just pointing to the imminent release of a new Tau Codex? The answer? Is that rhetorical? The internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can find the rules on the internet. So... <laughs> So that made my brain hurt reading that sentence. Oh my gosh. Uh, gosh. All the English. Uh, yes. It's none of the punctuation there. Uh, but yeah, that, that was terrible. I was like, ooh, ghost kill rule. Yeah, we'll ask that. And I didn't read it. Like Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've tested Ted. Ted, you are continuing Fail. your streak. <laughs> next time. I will, one once. Next time I will have some some better questions <laughs> hopefully i'll have my game next time oh, you, got, you gotta be more assertive and aggressive in the answering the questions oh yeah, yeah. why is that I, someone I, aggressively failed the first one well, no because no, i think i answered first and then you automatically lose by default because i already got the answer well, the no, first one, the first I, one I answered oppositely so he gave oh, okay. us the points yeah. for the second one yeah. okay i, I give yeah. you guys draws yeah okay yeah, it works so <laughs> All right, I think we're about done. Let's uh, take one last break, and then we'll come back, wrap it up, and, and then be done. Wrap it up. Wrap. 12,000 years ago, man discovered mammal boob. And ever since then, we have been sucking mammal milk.
Now, thanks to science, milk will no longer kill you directly after drinking it and comes in a seductive, udder-shaped jug that you can carry with you wherever you travel. Whether it's the boardroom, the dinner table, or a mountaintop, you can drink that creamy white sebaceous cream no matter where your travels lead you. Milk, it's not only a drink, but it's a great source of nutrition. Colostrum comes from cows directly after they have babies, and it cures all sorts of diseases. Now you could take advantage of the wonderful nutritious claims of colostrum. Milk, bring it to your next adventure. Wow, what a what a show! Uh, I feel like I should have like the Saturday Night Live wrap up music behind yeah. behind us when we're doing this. <laughs> the jazz band, yeah. All right. Wow. What a, you know? I want to thank. No, it, it was good. <laughs> I learned a lot about the red wild. Like I said, I usually just read it, read it for the formations, but the mm-hmm. story was is really really good. And I think I had that. I had the book series for. I mean, since it came out, it wasn't. I think it was right at our game mm-hmm. when I finally started to like read through it. Yeah. No, you. I don't. Have you even read it yet? I've been reading like up to the point where we play. Like okay. I'll, I'll read like before because like, I, I guess I kind of like want to see what happens. Okay. Man, I just ruined the whole story for you. Hello. Then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, because you I never even got into the, the third book. I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, I think there was, there was a time when um, I, like we had uh, Battle Brothers and stuff, so I did stop reading for a mm-hmm. little bit. But then yeah, I got caught up and got really excited about it. I think the last game that we played, you know, I had a, um, a mech boy with a, a shock attack gun. <laughs> Um, it was supposed to be, uh, you know, just some mech boy. And then like the, what was it? The, his ammo runt was, was supposed to represent McGrock telling him like, no, don't fire. <laughs> Let the knight you know, stop you, him to death. I just remembered your mech. Was he the one that shot himself through the gun? Oh yeah. I killed myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so maybe he just walked off is what happened. <laughs> a, a tournament game. I can't remember what it was, but my mech boy shot himself into close combat. Oh, I've never had that happen, but. Uh, I've had, I've had that. that happen a lot, but I usually run about four or five. So, oh. <laughs> but uh, it was really nice because it tied this nasty. I think it was a riptide. Mm. Well, it tied it up, huh? It tied a riptide up. And the riptide couldn't good. couldn't kill it, yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't kill the riptide. So it was like a tied combat for three rounds, <laughs> and just this poor riptide was stuck there. It was, it was good times. I, re- I really want to get uh, the um, the kill a can list or not the kill can, the, the dread mob yeah they have that the mech junka when you can put like a shock attack gun on the truck yeah and so if it does that like you tank shock whatever oh jeez <laughs> yeah so you fly across and just smack into something sounds <laughs> amazing yeah well I've learned I need to I convert up a mog rock mm. uh, a proper one with a shock attack gun obviously, yeah that's, that's what I run and, and a twirly mustache squig uh-huh. because super villain uh-huh. and amazing plans and I need to run some more tractor cannons I have two but Oh, I feel yeah. I need some more, especially in this age of firing. If you're going to pull a rock down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. What about you, Dude, Kurt? That'd be a cool model. Like, like he's sucking it. Oh, Atlas. Yeah. <laughs> or, I, I need to... I got the box set for the... What? Epiphany? What? No, no, the Red, the red Wall box set. The oh. Apocalypse <laughs> board, the gun turret should be a tractor cannon. Oh, so we could have... We could replay it. We're thinking about doing an Apocalypse board for the next big tournament. So yeah. that'd be kind of cool oh, if we yeah. actually did from the Red yeah. Wall. Like the, I, do a do Red I Wall I really miss the Apocalypse Andrew used to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get a bullhorn and everything. It's going to be irritating. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's good times. So, Kurt, what, what, what have you taken away from today? Or uh, tonight? Tonight. Well, I actually didn't know all that back. I'm still reading the novels. 
So I didn't know quite all the backstory of, of Mardok's rise. I love that my contribution to this episode was spoiling this for, for both of you. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> so I'm sorry, please continue. Um, I actually, I've been really behind on following the, the, the rumors. So uh-huh. I, I actually didn't know anything about the new tower coming out, so I learned a little bit about this new... So, uh, the tower coming out. Yeah, yeah this, this, just, new, this new super I'm, I'm just going to tell you now. The tower coming out. <laughs> I will say, I, I'm actually not as big a fan of the new Fire Warrior models. Uh, I saw they had the, the heads. I like I like the body, but it looks like they mm. made the head bigger. And it, it to me, looks more cartoonish <clears throat> than, than before. I think they just had like a... It, it seems like their little antenna thing is a bit smaller and molded to the helmet. And I think yeah. that their face, like the it side of their bigger. their helmet is armored versus that... But I'll admit too, I, I prefer the classic Grey Knights to, mm. the, to, the, to the new ones as well. The... The older Grey Knights, the old pewter really? ones. I like them better than the new ones. Okay. And again, I think it's, the helmets got bigger. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the big head. Well, I think it got smaller. I think they, they have the tiny helmet now. They don't have the... Oh, they don't have the uh, uh, the hood is what it is. Maybe that's it. Like, they don't have the hood on the new one, really. Yeah. I guess some of them do. It's always seems so weird to me is the Marines with hoods because they Uh don't seem to serve any kind of functional purpose. The mysterious. Oh, oh, oh. I'm thinking of the librarians. Like, like putting a hood over your your, your Marine helmet is going to hide the fact that you're an eight-foot-tall killing machine (laughs) with, like, giant armor. All right. We'll just wrap you in linen. (laughs) Throw you out there. Where did that Marine go? You, the eight-foot-tall giant. (laughs) <laughs> all right i'm sorry please continue do they wear hoods or is it tabards which one like oh uh, the dark they angels? either it's more like tabards isn't it uh, dark angels are robes yeah, they go full-on robes are they robes yeah i think the the, the terminators do the tabard my, my question is so they would have to put on their and, and this is again we're going long in the outro uh. that's fine <laughs> they put on their power armor they have to leave their shoulder pads up out because otherwise how do they get the tabard or the the robes over their arms it's a stage they have to follow the instructions every yeah. time they, they, well they need a squire Damn it, I put the, yeah. like if he's running if he's running late for i don't know like morning prayer and he's like damn it and he gets his like rope stuck in his mm-hmm. shoulder pad because he got dressed <laughs> wrong I, I i bet they're velcro you know like tearaway pants yeah, like, just like Velcro together, oh, and then when they're in the heat of battle, just rip full Monty, bitch. Man. <laughs> Heretical, just stripper nights. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it goes back to our like drag with <laughs> wearing other people's armor. Oh, it could be mad clipped. So, no. oh, there you go. So no. this is the the tearaway pants of the future. Yeah. <laughs> now we need to kit bash a model uh, for Phil of just uh, uh, the, the torso from the new corn guys, where it's all like overly muscular. <sighs> And like a space marine helmet, mm-hmm. and just have it dancing, and just oh, have like geez. dollar bills around the base, oh, full Monty written on the base, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just heretics. <laughs> All right, so we are are done. I think we're good. Learned a lot about the red wire. Yeah, learned I, you know, I have to paint up a bunch of tyrannids, and Ted, you have to continue painting your org stuff. For yeah, and, the and Dorito and Dorito for for your monthly painting challenge and I see I actually feel bad cuz Ted's painted quite a few of my Astro Militarum. <laughs> oh, he's painted all of them I should say. <laughs> so we've an entire painted army for every Red Wall game and I did like one painted model that yeah, he's, 12 years ago. He's he even like I, I commissioned him to do some more Bulgren for me and Yeah. Thankfully there's no more commissions on the table right now. So, so uh, now you're, Oh no. There's there's some Lehman Russes that need some paint. Oh, so so oh. so Kurt's instituting the painted model only rule and then yeah. loading Ted's plate with commissions. <laughs> <laughs> and Ted being the big capitalist says yes. Yes. I try, oh. I try to reward you well. Yeah. Well, I got these truck boys. They're painted. That's it. <laughs> you got you got Gruck kind of. Mostly. Yeah.
<laughs> All right. Well, that is it for episode eight. Eight yeah. of eight Mob Rule. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Almost double digits, bitches. Uh, stay oh, yeah. tuned for nine and some towel. I think you're driving over, guys. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Thanks yeah. for thanks for coming over, Kurt. Appreciated your insight there. I know you know a lot more of the story than than than, than I certainly do when you actually yeah. play. <laughs> so so that you know it certainly it certainly helps out there. But yeah, so that has been episode eight with uh, Sanctus Reaches Red Y, and we'll see you in two weeks for some Tau Positivity Tau. This episode of Mob Rules has been brought to you by Mob Rules Media. Please join our Facebook group and be part of the conversation at facebook.com forward slash Mob Rules AK. You can also email us at themob at tophat-arts.com. Thanks for checking us out, and we will see you in two weeks.